Hello, everybody, and welcome to Volume 2, Issue 87 of the Cane and Rinse podcast. Making an exciting video game based around James Cameron's 1986 action sci-fi masterpiece Aliens should be the game-making equivalent of making Lionel Messi tap a football into an unguarded net. So did Gearbox manage to score from three yards out? Joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, Tony Atkins. Hello. Darren Foreman. Hello, wonderful humans. Darren Gargett. Oh, hello. And extra man, James Carter. <laughs> uh, fifth wheel, all right. <laughs> yeah, fifth wheel, yes. Well, it, even when there's only three of us, you're a fifth wheel, James. <laughs> you know I don't mean it. So, aliens then. and all things alien. Now, we're not talking Predator in this issue. We're not talking aliens and Predator or alien and Predators or Predator. Anyway, uh, <laughs> then that's for another issue. If we ever do a Predator-related uh, podcast or an Aliens versus Predator podcast, uh, the Predators can have their time in the limelight. I think that's but a few this, issues off yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not high on the priority list. No. But there have been a few interesting Predator-related games over the year. Or they've generally also featured the the infamous xenomorph the alien with a capital a giga's alien if you will but uh we are going to talk a little bit about um aliens in video games over the years there have been some cracking titles and some dodgy ones and we'll hopefully come to discover to find how we felt about aliens colonial marines by the end of this issue and indeed how our listeners and correspondents felt about it. But um, let's talk not only about our history with Aliens Colonial Marines coming right up to date, but also our sort of relationship with the Alien franchise. Um, let's start with Tony. Um, you're like, when did you first see... Can you remember seeing the movies, any of the movies? Are you, like, consider yourself a fan? Have you played other games featuring the Xenomorphs and that sort of thing? Well, you you got to think what... So, Aliens was 1986, so mm-hmm. I was six years old when it came out. So, yeah. you know, my parents weren't in any desperate need to show me the Aliens franchise. So, it would have mm. been later on. But I actually think my first touchstones with it was actually the, um, the Amiga games. Um, or the Amstrad games, actually, I think, even further back. Um, having done some research, I think it was the 1987 one of Aliens. Yeah, it would have been. The survival horror one. Uh, see, the, my overriding memory of this is it took me uh, about half an hour to load up the, the cassette. Um, great. <laughs> Amstrad's, Amstrad games didn't take that long. Uh, it probably was about eight when minutes. When you were a kid, it might have been four hours. Um, and then the first scene is you have to uh, guide the ship down. Uh, through, oh, through the planetary okay. that That is Aliens US edition. Ooh, well, that's what yeah. I had. Okay, so that was the crap version. And that <laughs> was really hard. I, I, I yeah. tell, you know, looking back now, it's it's not a proud moment. I never got past that bit. And that is the opening of the game. Actually, yeah, it's a multi-part yeah, game. Yeah. Guiding yourself down, that, uh, down the tube from the film itself mm. um, was really, really hard on the old Amistrad. And I never managed to achieve it. But I think that's probably where my first encounter of uh, the series was, is actually okay. my Amistrad. But uh, I mean, later on, I, I went on and played some different ones on the Amiga, mainly Alien, uh, oh, Aliens 3, um, 
and Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation mm. 1, having to, to go back and look for that stuff. So I've played one or two in the past, and a bit of Predator in there, Alien vs. Predators, but yeah, I'm not talking about I told that. you. Yeah. We're but, not um, talking about good, Predator. Good memories of Alien 3, <laughs> I have to say. Um, Which version? Mega Drive. Okay, because, uh, and we'll get onto this, but there were there were distinct versions of Alien 3 for different systems. Mm, the Amiga as well, wasn't there? There was one on there. Yeah, the, the, the Amiga was a conversion of the Mega Drive version, but the SNES was a totally different game. Uh, ah. And the Game Boy one as well, I think, obviously. Uh, yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy was different as well. Um, the Game Gear version was a sort of cut-down version of the Mega Drive version. Um, mm. They were all, uh, well, all the, the 16-bit versions were, were side-on um platform shooters effectively but mm-hmm. but the Mega Drive and SNES versions I owned them both at the same time they were distinctly different the SNES version was much easier to complete and had better graphics but the Mega Drive version was probably a slightly more interesting game in some ways see yeah. hardcore Mega Drive that was the way to go in the, the time it was tough yeah yeah <laughs> I did I did load it up recently on emulation um it's yeah it's not aged tremendously well but it's still it's got a certain something to it of course in, interestingly all the alien 3 games um involved tons of aliens and loads of guns whereas the movie features one alien and no guns <laughs> true uh, in, especially alien 3 the gun the sega coin up which was <laughs> hordes and hordes and hordes of aliens against a light gun using the um yeah the uh, the sega sprite scaling tech that is a great name yeah. Alien the Gun. <laughs> Alien 3, the gun. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. thing I remember most about Alien 3, though, is because, the, you know, obviously it's like the 16 bits, so this single screen, and you're moving along, and it's actually quite a tight field of view. So quite often the alien would come from obviously the yeah. right or the left or from up or below, and you'd have quite a small amount of time to actually react to those situations and they would throw multiple aliens in, in different directions and it become quite a twitch shooter in the end it was actually really quite tactical when you said remember dropping it was down all grenades against a very strict time limit as well mm. the mega drive version whereas the snes version wasn't which made it kind of easy to play it was also the snes version was more zoomed out had more sort of a lot of graphical effects which is got to say the aliens exploded quite satisfyingly yes yeah splooge yeah unlike Unlike in Aliens Colonial Marines, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think my main main thing for an Alien game, is, you know, all the way up until now, is that I think tension is the key to any good Alien game. And Alien 3 had that because the short time space between it's combat. It's only a shame then, Tony, that you didn't play the UK version of Aliens on the 8-bit on your 8-bit Amstrad because that is that was that was widely considered at the time to be one of the first decent movie tie-in games and it was uh, it was a really exciting tense um, sort of uh, yeah survival horror RPG type game is, uh, that's the one where you've got a, a letterbox at the top of the screen that's yeah. almost first person view and then loads of information view. yeah yeah first person um, yeah and you switch between the characters in the film it was really really hmm. ahead of its time it was yeah i never played this yeah. but uh is it a case of like individual uh, members getting killed yeah and there's no one left or exactly yeah. yeah yeah you had to get everyone as i recall i i haven't played it loads because i didn't have one of the computers that it was on sadly but i have dabbled with it retrospectively and yeah it was all about getting as many people as you could into the into the exit that the does ring a bell ship. actually yeah so it's it, it a great yeah. well yeah um i'll link the there's a video that my my now boss uh did when he was uh doing some work for now gamer um which uh has the has basically a visual history of alien related video games mm. um but we'll talk a little bit more about that when we discover sort of where people started with the the series um but yeah as what about the the movies have you caught up with them tony i assume you have and you're 
I'm going to guess you're like most people that you think the first two are great and then they're not quite so great after <laughs> well, that. Well, <laughs> I, I still have a fondness of three, but hey. I, um, I really like Alien 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I think, actually, if, you, if you're into films, most people would have uh, seen Aliens. And if you're an event like me, then you've owned it on you know the special editions vhs versions then you've upgraded yep. to the dvd versions and now i've upgraded to the blu-ray versions they're a, yeah. they're a classic film that comes along with me in my collection but for this show i decided to go back and watch well, i wanted to watch aliens obviously for the show to kind of the tie in and make it feel like mm. you know that's the right thing to do but then you can't watch aliens without watching alien first and yep so Aliens still a great film aliens is i actually think dated rather a bit. It feels very eighties now. Some of the dialogue mm. is is classic. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, nostalgia trip. It's it's fantastic. But yeah, for meals a banquet, man. Uh, mm. Yeah, some of some of the the dialogue in it is just horrendous now. But hey, see, I don't think it is. I, I think I think all those zingers. You ha- you have to think of them in context, and a lot oh, of yeah. that stuff hadn't been done before. Whereas, like you hear them attempting to do it in in this game that we're we're going to talk about, and just the 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 zingers in inverted commas are so weak, mm-hmm. make you realise how finely honed that dialogue was for what it was trying to do in 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 the Cameron film. What about you, Darren? Games and and films alien okay so Tuna's saying that alien came out in 1986 is that correct yeah yep and it was out on aliens, vhs at that time yeah. was it no aliens would have, wouldn't have been on vhs until probably 87 88 i wouldn't have thought okay it was on the telly in the late 80s anyway yeah okay i would have been seven years old when i first watched aliens in that case <laughs> <laughs> why am i not surprised <laughs> yeah I, quite, I remember quite enjoying it but obviously i was a bit young to actually like kind of pick up on the finer elements of it and the thing is, like, I've never been that into the series. There's uh, some fairly good movies in there. There's some fairly good games, and there's... I mean, like, the first uh, 18-rated film that I went to see in the movies was actually Alien Resurrection. So that ah. can... <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> that kind of set off uh, a fine precedent for uh, me watching great movies in the pictures, you know. <laughs> and, uh, no, I mean, like, I remember enjoying Alien 3 quite a bit. And uh, most recently I played Aliens Infestation on the DS, which is kind of... Yeah. Uh, it's the same idea as Alien 3, but to be honest, I never really got into it because... Kind of strange reasons, you know? Like, I remember, like, picking up a cartel that I wanted to, like, integrate into my squad. But you can only do that if the other uh, cartels in your squad die. You know, you can't just, like, swap in and out. Mm. Um, which is a weird reason to kind of, like, go against the game, but... I wasn't having that much fun with it. Hmm. And... Um, Obviously, most recently is Alien Colonial Marines, which we're going to be talking about. And you can probably tell from the slightly rambling, incoherent uh, timeline here, it's just a, it's a franchise that I kind of pick, pick and uh, poke at, you know? Like, occasionally I'll get the, the urge to watch Aliens. I'll watch Aliens. I never get to really get the urge to watch Alien 3. And that's not really because of the, the quality of the film itself. It's just, I heard that it was shit, and I kind of picked up on that uh, mentality when I was younger. So, like, I've never had the... Uh, I'll just go back and check it out, which I probably should do at some point. Should, yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah, I mean... It's I've an got, interesting film. Yeah, I mean, I've got no, like, dying love, undying love for the series, but there is a lot of quality in there, you know? So, yeah, it's a series with ups and downs, and I'm fond of it, but I'm, I'm definitely not in love with the series as a whole. Uh, Mr. Gargles, mm. what, uh, what about you? I think you said when we were playing... Um, co-op recently that you weren't particularly invested in the alien thing no there's a lot of 80s films that i've missed and i I think it's partly to do with being raised by just a mother i imagine if i had a father around when i was a kid there'd be more of those (laughs) films in drawers and stuff that i could sneak out and stuff but i (laughs) I had stuff like the morning after and i was like what's this (laughs) film about and you're like 
Mum's like, put it back. You're like, oh God. Like, Jesus. Growing up and realising that actually means something completely different to what I thought it was as a kid. It's like, great. Yep. So yeah, like, I missed Indiana Jones. I missed Aliens. And about mid-90s, maybe early 90s, I went around a friend's house and he had a Mega Drive and he had Alien 3 and he was mm. a big fan of Aliens. He was like, I don't know how old we were, what, about 12, 11 maybe, can't really remember. And he was all about it. He was like, oh, you've got to see this film. It's brilliant. It's amazing. And I remember watching, is it the first one with Newt? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, no, that's, 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 Aliens. That's, the, that's the one that this the game we're talking about is based on. That's the sequel. Well, there we go. 1986. That yeah. showed how much I don't know about Aliens. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing no. that one first and I was like, this is quite cool. You know, I'm quite scared. I didn't watch all of it because I got too scared and ran off. And hey. played, the, uh, <laughs> played the Mega Drive version of Alien 3. And I thought it was a really good game back then. I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah. that's about it, to be honest. And then played this game and... Didn't play Alien Trilogy on a PlayStation? Or, I, I was um, aware of it, but my lack of interest for the whole thing okay. means I didn't pick yeah. it up. Same with Alien Resurrection on the PlayStation, presumably. Yeah, oh, I've actually seen that film and I thought it was rubbish. No, no, no. The, 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 well, we'll, we'll, again, we'll come to this. Um, right. So f- for me, um, I did... Uh, it was funny you should say about... Uh, the dad influence because um, although I didn't live with my dad I went to stay with him when I was a kid and when I was I don't know how old but way too young I saw the original Alien and it scared the shit out of me but I absolutely <laughs> loved it mm. um, and uh, yeah even though it would I think it was probably the best part of a decade before I finally saw Aliens um, several years after it had been out in the cinema because I was only 14 when it came out in the cinema and I didn't tend to bunk into movies underage Um I finally caught it on ITV and uh, did a, you know, taped it off the telly. And I, so I didn't know for years that the uh, language was completely censored, dubbed to fight. It was one of those American <laughs> TV versions. Oh, dear God. So loads of the, loads of the language was, was, it was quite well done as those things go because I, I genuinely didn't know, didn't spot it. But when I finally got to, I finally bought the Alien Special Edition that came out on VHS in 92 and it was like, wow, they're really <laughs> swearing. Um, but of course, in traditional fashion, the violence was all in the, the version I taped off the TV. But I, you know, it was one of those where I knew where all the advert breaks came in and uh, which adverts were going to play. <laughs> because I watched that tape so many times. Um, and then, yeah, I was super excited for Alien 3. And then it was a bit disappointing, but I still thought it was an interesting and dark and scary film. And, you know, it'd been through production hell and all that. Um, lapped up both the SNES and the Mega Drive games, as I say. Um, didn't go and see Alien Resurrection at the cinema. I think I'd already I'd been forewarned that it was you not very bastard. good. I did. Yeah, I see. I'm still <laughs> really, really disappointed by that film because I love Jean-Pierre Jeunet. You know, he's mm. made some amazing films, City of the Lost Children and Amelie, and he just it just was a terrible mix and it's got Brad Dourif in it mm-hmm. and it's got you know Ron Perlman it's basically all the ingredients are there for a fantastic film but it just totally doesn't well, work spoilers she died at the end of three well <laughs> that's yeah. the thing I mean she was meant to come back as this badass killer alien killer and uh, it was practically a goddamn comedy you know yeah I mean that's the the, the tone is all over Cloning. the place and goddamn yeah, yeah. but but actually, the you know the one really good scene in it is the one where she finds her the other the poorly recreated versions of herself because that that's actually quite unpleasant. But um, yeah, it's generally a mess. Um, but uh, there was a good game came out of it anyway. Um, and yes, I've owned all the videos, all the DVDs, 
and of course now I own the Blu-rays. <laughs> and uh, I've I just for my birthday the other week received the uh, the Ian Nathan book, the Alien Alien Vault, which is all about the original movie and comes with storyboards and cool. and uh, posters and and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I I am into the Alien thing very much. I used to read the comics. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a big thing of mine. I think you know the first film definitely stands up better than anything else. But the the creature is, has never been bettered in terms of you know what it is. I don't think as a scary monster. Hmm. Um, James, what about you? You uh, guys yeah. are all kind of the same age, where and I'm that bit older, which meant yes, that I saw yeah. Alien nearer the time. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when I first saw Alien and Aliens. It was certainly by the point that I was able to watch both kind of back to back. But it's one of those, um, or two of those films, that it kind of feels like I've, I've, it's been ever present almost. So I obviously saw it at a point early enough to, to, to kind of just fit straight into my sort of pop culture, um, I, I guess, collage of experience that I draw on. Um, and I've always felt that the first is is the pinnacle, and everything else has been kind of um, variations on a theme. They've all they've all been spinning off and, and doing their own thing with with Ridley Scott's original film. Um, you know, every every film's got a different flavor to it. They've always had different directors to um, to put their own vision on, as you said, Leon. This this iconic xenomorph. Um, that was at the centre of, of these films and and Ripley's character is the sort of counterpoint to that. Um, as far as games go, I, I certainly remember Alien 3 on the Game Boy. Um, vaguely, though. I mean, I've got memories of what the eggs looked like and what happened when you destroyed them, and that's kind of my lasting memory of, the, uh, of, of that game. Um, and I certainly uh, played about with Alien 3 on the Mega Drive a little bit. Um, but other than that, I've been fairly light on any other Aliens games aside from the shall not be mentioned uh, original AVP. Yeah, those, I mean, we should mention those because they were, you know, they were solid. There were two uh, two AVPs by... Um, Rebellion, that's right. Yeah, they did two versions, didn't they, basically, in the late 90s that were very similar, but one of them was kind of effectively... a sort of enhanced version of the previous one hmm. and then obviously there was AVP of, uh, more recently a few years ago which was based on that but it, I think basically it wasn't terrible it had just aged a bit it wasn't really much different as I understand it but yeah and, and then obviously Aliens Colonial Marines came out and I'd heard about it but I wasn't particularly interested I, I guess kind of leading on from having heard quite a bit about the uh, more recent AVP it just kind of didn't sound like the games were going in any kind of direction that a- appealed to me particularly. Not when set aside, set against the um, the first uh, AVP that I I'd played. See, I, I I was actually quite excited for Clarion Marines. Um, mm, I was, and I was optimistic. The reason for it, and it's kind of ironic now because it was for the Wii U um, when they were talking about you know you, you're going to have the you know the motion tracker yeah, on the Wii U on the, gamepad, yeah. <laughs> um, on the gamepad and then playing yeah. it on the screen that to me seemed like an absolutely ideal fit and it, you know, the fact that we can talk about this in the game like the motion tracker it, 
is a really cool thing that is, in my opinion, slightly underused in the game. And, slightly? Well, okay, very much <laughs> underused. Redundant, unfortunately. Redundant okay, let's go as far word, as yeah. redundant in the game. But if, if that was um, <laughs> actually on the on the gamepad itself, constantly beeping and as, as things come through, so I thought that was a really neat idea. Yeah, again, icon- iconic sound effect. Yeah. I mean, that that is the one thing that the game's got in its locker is it's got the sound effect. It does have but, the sound effect. But, but, that, that motion tracker would have an almost inherent ability to provide tension. It completely is what yes. it would provide. So, I mean, that's so, yeah, that's yeah. where my excitement for the series comes. And then, you know, it, of the delays happened, and then the word. Yeah. Oh, in fact, it wasn't. It wasn't going to be released on the Wii U um, alongside the other consoles. And now I don't mm. even know if it is going to be released on the Wii U. I no, 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 no. It's been canned. No, yeah, canned in April. Unbelievable. Yeah, canned it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. which which is as much to do with the with the Wii U's uh, struggling sales as it's to do with Aliens cloning Marines because actually uh, I don't I didn't actually look up the sales figures but I I believe anecdotally that Aliens cloning Marines it has been profitable um, because you know it's got a, it's got a pretty cool cover I think that's one another thing we can hmm. say about it the the cover art is actually quite striking it's got the alien on it um, the color scheme's quite quite attractive and. And it's got a certain, you know, it's got the name. It's got, it's got aliens, cloning marines. You know, who there's so many people of of our age, you know, between you know thirty to forty something, who have seen aliens and want to be an, a colonial marine. It's been a while be since any real alien mm. game has hit properly. Yeah. Um, but yes, we should actually. We've all singularly failed to say kind of what our aliens, colonial marines route in was before we talk a little bit more about some of the older aliens games. Um, uh, Tony, so you're saying you were excited for it, um, but word was getting around that it might not be all that. So did, did you have it pre-ordered? Did you play full price? What format did you play it on? That kind of thing. Uh, not not nowadays. I barely have time to play any game. So <laughs> no, it was a it was one of those cases where obviously the the word of mouth, and we'll talk a bit about this later on. Then, but the word of mouth just seemed to be steamrolling the fact that this wasn't actually going to be a very good game, and the fact that it wasn't on the Wii U. Um, and I I always felt maybe that I'd get to it one day. Um, but certainly wasn't going to go to the shops and pay forty pounds, or even rent it at this point. Um, so yeah, I, maybe at some point. But it was for this the fact that you had played it, uh, reviewed it, and it's and it ended up on the list, I believe, thanks to Darren Foreman here <laughs> throwing it on there. And it, it was it was me and Darren both saying that we'd played it and that it would make for an interesting conversation. Yeah, basically. So we had to blame basically. Um, and there's many other. You know, amazing games that could have taken place, but I think it'd be interesting to talk about a game like this. Um, so yeah, I, I think I paid nine pound for the special edition on the PC. So, on the PC. Uh, Darren F. Um, special. I noticed actually, I was in HMV today, and uh, they had a pile of the special edition boxes with. Have they got like a power lifter loader yeah, on or, in or something like that? Yeah, they're twenty two pounds now for the for that version. Which you know, who knows? Maybe that figure will become collectible and it will be worth investing but that's the console versions um did you yeah special edition pre-order or rental copy from love film darren i got a rental copy from love film learn um <laughs> the thing is xbox 360 uh yeah exactly yeah. yeah um and i didn't bother getting all the achievements on this game no but yeah basically the thing with this game is that i'd held a lot uh like really positive pre-launch buzz but licensing films in me i'm incredibly skeptical of them at the best of times Mm. And basically, I wasn't going to try this out without actually getting a chance to try it out beforehand. You know, if it had been yeah. fantastic, I'd have bought it afterwards. You know, that's generally yeah, how I tend yeah. to work yeah, these yeah. kind of things. But um, when I got it through the post, it wasn't exactly fantastic. 
Darren G. Yeah, I'd seen um, those demos that were being previewed like way before the game's release, and it, you know it looked quite interesting. It was by the guys who made Borderlands, so piqued my interest yeah, again because yeah. I enjoyed Borderlands and the fact that yeah. they're making another co-op game. Uh, with the alien setting, which I had learned was really how could it fail? Well, they yeah. weren't, but yeah, yeah. I learned that you know the alien yeah. setting <laughs> and that environment is is really well suited to a video game. When I started playing AVP, you know that's not that's not the right show for it. But I did play AVP on the PC and thought it was excellent. I thought it was a really good use of you know all, mm. all three things coming together and working really well. So I thought, yeah, okay, this you know this has you know the makings of it, and then you know um, it gets delayed and delayed, and you think, well, this is going to be Duke Nukem Forever Part Two. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I picked it up on PC for about 11 quid, uh, just because mm-hmm. you said there was a chair free. So here I am. Ah, yes. Mm. And uh, actually, there isn't now, Darren, so sorry. <laughs> okay. It's um, <laughs> because James is here, isn't it? He's better than if me. You could hang up now. Okay. So. Bye. <laughs> But the uh, one thing is, I, I got my. I'm fortunate enough not to have had to pay for my copy. Full disclosure, I got a review copy as part of my new job, and uh, obviously that meant that I had to play it and review it. <laughs> so, does, does that mean you're reason? currently wearing your money hat as you, uh, as, yeah. as, you as you podcast? Yeah, I gave it. I gave it uh, eight out of ten. And <laughs> no, um, uh, full disclosure, I, was it EGM? They gave it nine out of ten. Yeah, I was. I actually ran out of time, but I meant to look up um, some of the scores. But it did get some positive reviews. I think um, I got one, which was uh, far and away much more positive than the others. The Guardian also gave it four stars, uh, and basically the the text was, you know, th- this is not a great video game, but I had a lot of fun with it, so I'm giving it four stars, which is absolutely fair, you know, as as a as a professional critic, um, I can I can attest to that. But actually. Um, at the time we were reviewing uh, with marks out of 10 um, and I gave it a 4 um, which got changed to a 2 stars afterwards um, of course I hadn't at that, that that was based on a, uh, a solo playthrough on a combination of easy and normal difficulties and a little bit of multiplayer with randoms of course I hadn't at that point played the entire campaign on the hardest difficulty with three buddies in co-op um, and maybe Maybe I would have added an extra star. Who knows? That's um, the thing, though. Like, with multiplayer, you can't really credit Gearbox for uh, adding the joy that your friends give the game. Yeah. Like, they can't yeah, take credit for your friends, one, you know? Yeah, they're providing the structure. They're providing a playground, yes. basically, and, and the fun you have on it is that the result of the playground or the, the kids that you share yeah, it with, Yeah, it's a discussion in itself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, like, th- there's a lot of disagreement about what, critics should base their kind of reviews on should it be a subjective or an objective thing or whatever and different organs have different philosophies on that but actually if i'd played it if i'd if i'd played it in co-op at the time with you guys maybe it would have scraped another point yeah mm. because i mean even, you know, even though like it's your friends that's taken all and all the things so it's kind of a tricky kind of thing in that regard it is still a more positive experience you've had with the game. So. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what you that's what a review should reflect. Yeah, yeah I, actually, for, for me as well, it, it's an odd experience because I played it on PC, um, and I'm coming here post patch, post a load of updates to fix many of the issues that you know certainly you would have run into Leon, you know, before that stuff come out reviewing it. Um, and it's, yeah, we'll yeah, get back into yeah, that. Very different um, experience. Yeah, it, it it is the games. The games actually changed a bit since I played it as well. Um, and the version I played is significantly better than the console versions. But uh, James, what about you? Um, I honestly had not much intention of playing it, <laughs> just for whatever reason. I think probably I'd echo what uh, Darren said, which is 
Mm. licensed games get very short shrift as far as I'm concerned unless they do a heck of a lot they've got they start at a deficit and they have a lot to make up to convince me certainly to convince me to to be interested on day one um and I know a lot of people had this pre-ordered, had very high hopes for it, and and possibly that might have affected their opinion of the game when it came to play it. You know, if you've if you've paid forty pounds or more, mm. if you've bought a special edition for a game and and cracked it open on day one and put it in, and, and it doesn't live up to what you expected it to be, that's going to be a very harsh. Um, a very harsh opinion you're likely to to form um in my case i had no intention of playing it until um you guys were were on twitter mentioning you were going <laughs> to play co-op and i i literally came home from work i tweeted you to say i'm free if the, if that fourth seat's open and i bought the game ate my dinner while it was downloading and fired it up and came home with you guys so the future i tell you who's the real winner I mean, I, I paid. The listener. <laughs> I paid eleven ninety nine for the special edition version, um, and I had six hours of chat, great with chat, and great fun. And, and frankly, that's worth twelve quid more so than most films or ga- or games would be. But um, as we kept saying, we could have been playing Left for Dead. We, yeah, we could, <laughs> have, we could have been on Skype quick, watching YouTube videos. Frankly, quick question. Still had a good time. Um, yes, the, the special edition keeps getting mentioned here. Um, what maps. exactly is extra? In the, just is it just maps? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, in the I'll PC because it's digital. Box. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think like it's not very I special. Know, no. I don't think they were even giving out um, the special edition to press. Normally, when you get a, re- a download code for a review, you normally get the kind of the be- the, the better version. But I don't think they did in this well, case. You, <laughs> you get four playable movie marines. Hicks. Apon, Hudson and Drake and Ripley's Flamethrower and additional marine customization. Mm. So all multiplayer stuff, which we didn't play. (laughs) And a bunch of stuff that presumably you'd have been able to buy separately at some point down the line anyway. Yeah. Um, And it is worth saying, you know, I know you could say this about a lot of games because people seldom pay what is actually full whack. But um, this, this game... As as with many other full price games, did have an SR suggested retail price of forty nine forty nine ninety nine. Um, yeah, I do just want to talk a little bit more about some historical aliens games because I have some things to say, um, and and I think it's interesting anyway. Um, indulge me. So the first the first alien game uh, is for the Atari two thousand six hundred, mm. um, and it is a multi part game, which is basically one part Pac Man and one part Frogger. Yeah, I noticed uh, that in the video you sent. Um, yeah. It, I yeah. couldn't believe how much it just evokes Pac-Man and Frogger. I was like, it's, what? You were all supposed to have watched the video as homework. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's not even evokes. My note for that game is Pac-Man yeah, in it. It is just yeah. literally Pac-Man's reskin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to understand how little power that machine, you know, that oh, machine yeah, released yeah. in the 70s. And, you know, it could display, I think, eight colours or something like that and had ridiculously low resolution. And, you know, just the... the processing power available was so minuscule but what should we do with alien on on the vcs pac-man paperboy have an alien it was, the bike. this was this was four years before no two years before paperboy yeah. <laughs> this is, you got to remember that this yeah. is context this is 1982 well, uh, three years after the original film came out four years before aliens the movie yeah. came out i think the, the there's something else to be said here which is that it starts a trend of and it's not just the Alien franchise that did this, it starts a trend of quite a number of games that that are 
if I was being harsh, reskinned versions of what was popular at the time. But they're mm-hmm. definitely games that that try to evoke other popular games you and could game say styles. That about aliens, colonial marines, absolutely, yeah, 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 very much so. And that's not a criticism of the Alien franchise because lots, lots, and lots of two oh, D yeah. platformers came out when they were popular yeah. and they were reskinned. Absolutely. So, Third person shooters now is yeah, you know, absolutely, the, um, yeah. yeah. Actually, going weirdly the other way, you, you you going back and playing Halo, you you notice the dropships and stuff. Mm. How much you know, yeah. games are borrowed from yeah. that series, oh, from the Alien yeah, series. I, I yeah, I think that's that's definitely. I mean, yeah, video games and other films have borrowed more from Alien and Aliens than than has you know, or as yeah, Conversely as much. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, then there was the first attempt at a home computer Alien in the in the mid eighties, nineteen eighty four eighty five, based on the first film by Argus Press. Now I never got to play this, but it, again it was a very sort of slow-paced, almost um, tactical survival horror-y sort of game. It was kind of the the predecessor, although it's by completely different people of, of the British Aliens games mm. game that we talked about. But I'm going to assume no one's played that. Um, Look, looks a bit like a text adventure, though there are sort of graphics around. Mm, it, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a rather questionable action that one aliens making I'll just look at the that. screen. <laughs> Yeah, there's some there's some uh, some pretty quaint, uh, creaky old graphics in it, but um, yeah, I don't think I don't remember it being massively well received um, compared to the the British aliens. So then we had those. Tony was playing the US one, while How all the cool kids happen? were playing the UK one. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was released over here. Electric Dreams released first their UK version, and then they released a few months later uh, Aliens, the US version, in a different box with a with a US flag on it. So. And that's Sorry. I remember it well. Um, generally, the review scores for the US version were lower than the UK no version. No one get past the first stage. That's why. Possibly <laughs> true. Yeah, I never played the US version. So uh, there was an MSX game, of course. Um, didn't come out anywhere but Japan. I don't think. Maybe it made it to the UK as a you know it looks like a, a sort of proto Alien Three. Yeah, yeah, as you'd expect. P- platform same, shooter. Same yeah. year as Metal Gear. Yeah. Same. Same. Mm, true. Yeah. Um, then we had the arcade machine. Now a lot of people will remember Konami's Aliens arcade machine. It just uh, looks like Alien Syndrome to me. Like the first thing I thought of when I saw yeah. that was Mars Systems, and I assume Sega copied that from the Aliens Clearly, out of buff, but nope. it was a, it was good fun. No, Aliens Aliens Syndrome was an arcade machine from eighty seven, eighty eight. Sidescroller. Yeah. No, no, no. Top down Alien Alien Syndrome. You're thinking of Alien Storm. Oh shit! So I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Alien, I got you. Got you. Yeah. Alien Syndrome is sort of gauntlet, uh, but obviously, yeah. There's a great example. Alien Syndrome, hugely influenced by the movie Aliens. Mm. Um, Alien Storm uh, was basically Golden Axe sci-fi. Um, whereas this Aliens game, the Konami one, um, yeah, featured lots of. Uh, it was a side-scrolling shoot 'em up, as, <laughs> as you'd expect. Um, had lots of aliens that weren't in the film. Lots of multicolored aliens. <laughs> Um, they didn't have the license for uh, Sigourney Weaver's likeness, so she has different coloured hair. Looks completely different. Um, it's not a massively playable game, but it definitely uh, it was definitely a coin up hit. Um, and yeah, another weird one in that it arrived four years after the um, the film. Four years? I mean, that's yeah, really that's, weird. Yeah, but it goes to show the um, the impact that the Alien franchise had had at that point. That it really didn't matter that it was coming out with a film. It was just Here's an Aliens game. People will flock to this. They um, did, yeah. I, I, I like the idea that 
because you don't have the rights to the likeness of someone, you can't put... I mean, let's face it, the character detail is not going to be particularly great when you're playing <laughs> the game. You can't put a female with the most common hair colour They had to make it screen. specifically so that it was couldn't, it couldn't be mistaken. Be, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I believe that... Doesn't that come out of the... Um, what's his name? Christian, uh, uh, the actor who was in Back to the Future. And then they yes, used his image yeah, in Back um, to the Future Part 2. Um, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, he's, I know he's who fantastic, you mean who played, played, uh, eccentric um, actor. Anyway, it'll come to me. Uh, who? Yes, he basically Crispian. Yes, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Well that's one. Not yes, Crispin, Crispin, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah, that's him. Who? Yeah, because they uh, because he didn't want to appear in Back to the Future Part Two, but they yeah. used his likeness. He sued them, and that sort of created image rights laws and things like yeah. that. Um, that's a whole other side story um but yes and it also had a sort of um third person into the screen sprite scaling uh, between level sections in the apc mm. where you were shooting at flying green winged aliens and oh things yeah like that. classic yeah really took some liberties <laughs> um with with the source so then there are all those versions of alien 3 that we mentioned uh, we've already talked about those and alien 3 the gun uh, then 1996. Now, a lot of people have fond memories of Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation, um, less so the, the half-assed Saturn conversion. Um, but for the time, this was really exciting because it was, you know, a home first-person alien-based shooter. Um, it was, yeah, it had the lighting, it had the atmosphere, it had the aliens crawling out the walls. Um, if you look at it now, it makes Aliens Colonial Marines look like uh, you know, Half Life Three or something. It's it's just it's so bad. The 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 herpa derpa alien gif from <laughs> Aliens Colonial Marines has nothing on the Aliens in <laughs> Alien trilogy, but that was nearly twenty years ago. You know, sixteen, Indeed. seventeen years ago. So times have changed. Am I the? I played that through to completion. I played did it. anyone else? Yeah, I did. Yeah, play I did demo. I finished it as well. The only thing yeah. I can really remember about it now is that standing in acid is a bad idea. Yeah, um, and also they made exactly the same mistake. Uh, that was by Probe as well, I think. Yeah, who who also were responsible for the Alien Three games. Um, they made the same mistake as Gearbox or whoever programmed Colonial Marines by making a huge amount of the enemies uh, Wayland Utani mercs and troops, um, which were which was rubbish. I've got a question. Why is it called Alien Trilogy? Do you play through the three films yeah. in the game? Yeah, but of course, okay. again, it took massive liberties with. Um, with one and three because it eat all of the movies like famously in one and three in the films there are no guns mm. it's kind of yeah. the point whereas in alien trilogy it's first person shooter so you have all the guns from aliens in all three um in all three episodes or, or there or thereabouts anyway yeah it's a big problem with trying to make games based on alien or alien three which is yeah th- th- those films don't make Games that that people want to make, whether, whether we think people want they to could play have made them. Zombie, you know, Zombie U with Alien or something like that, make it really fucking oh, absolutely. scary. Yeah, and you could you could make yeah. it amnesia. <laughs> you could make it absolute survival horror where you cannot engage the alien. Yeah, I was just imagining mm. trying to take out aliens with a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> but, Messy but, business. But that's not the game that developers want to make or think that people want from a, no. an Alien franchise. So Aliens becomes the the film that actually all of these games want to ape. Um, mm. When actually, I, I would argue again that, you know, your opening said that Aliens kind of is 
is a no-brainer for being made into a video game. <laughs> yeah, I, you, I, would I, think, you would think. Yeah. I'd kind of argue that what people think of as, as being fantastic about Aliens doesn't necessarily make for a good game, or at least hasn't been done well in games, which is the camaraderie between the the Marines and the the, mm. the characters. And, and that's something that we haven't really got to see done really well until probably pretty recently in video games so yeah and interestingly that um i can't you did have a certain amount of, of weaponry at your disposal in that uk aliens the original one the 1987 mm. one that tony didn't have um but <laughs> again that was really all about um sort of you know ta- uh, strategic intelligence managing your resources and moving people around intelligently so that they didn't get yeah. Killed like the alien picked the crew off of the mm. Nostromo in the first film, mm. far more than 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 the shooter. But that said, you know there are only I think there's only maybe four scenes, three scenes in in the aliens film of actual you know proper marines shooting at aliens. Yeah. Mostly it's it's atmosphere character stuff and, and improvisation yeah. and atmosphere. Yeah. But those bits are awesome, you know, when mm. the, those shots yeah, yeah. where the aliens yeah. are crawling through the, the ceilings and stuff, you know, they are absolutely brilliant. And, yeah. and I suppose, you know, they do make you want to play them. But. Do you think if the Poltroff wouldn't sound so good and iconic that <laughs> they wouldn't have guns in all the games? Like, that, that sound is so amazing. Like, you want to fire that gun all the time. And maybe yeah. that's what influenced the gun-heavy nature of the games. I think, yeah, maybe. But I think just shooting aliens I just think it's video games. Like, yeah, it's an easier solution, isn't it? So uh, this one, this is one I've actually written about for Kane and Rince before, the 2000 release of Alien Resurrection, which was, again, this was three years after the film. So uh, actually more than, more like three and a half years after the movie came out to, you know, to pretty damning reviews. But this was by Argonaut, uh, the people behind Star Glider and, of course, Star Wing, Star Fox for Nintendo. Um, and they actually made probably the scariest first person shooter anyone had ever made um it's it obviously it's playstation one so the graphics now look very wobbly very low res but the the use of sound and the tension in this in this game is i mean it's not it's not an alien resurrection game it's it's an alien first person shooter basically like the how the alien one episode of alien trilogy should have been but in full 3D and, and stuff. It was a belter. It really was. It you could even good. play it with mouse mouse and pad to ape um, PC controls. <laughs> it does look good, especially when you compare it to Alien Trilogy in this video. Like, yeah. Like, it, obviously, consoles evolve. Like You compare the Xbox 360 when it was first launched to now. Like It's nearly a different machine. But like, I, I forgot how good games looked on the PS1 near the end of its life cycle. And I mean good for that time frame, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it was much. Uh, it, it looked. Yeah, it was very much end of end of that generation. Mm. The way it looked. Um, yeah, it's a really under underplayed, underappreciated game in terms of you know this was a fantastic first person shooter and there weren't many on the PS One, but I think basically the name put people off. All yeah. they needed to do was take the resurrection part of it <laughs> and change it to something else, and people would have people would have lapped this up because it was it was cracking. Edge Edge gave it a pretty rave review. Raved about it. Said sound best sound design in in. Uh, won the best sound designing games that year award and mm. stuff like that sadly it never came to the dreamcast um because the dreamcast was going tits up but um that would have been you know an even better version that maybe would have with a lack of games on that console people would more people would have picked it up based on reviews rather than thinking oh alien resurrection not really interested that was kind of it until aliens infestation really um which is on my shelf waiting to be played um heard mixed things i do like way forward so I'm I'm going to give it a go. Um, yeah. As I said, maybe I was just in the wrong mood for it myself, but it didn't quite click with me. 
Yeah, um, it mm-hmm. looks like it should have because I was in the mood for uh, a slightly Metroid kind of game, but yes, it just felt like my fire for some reason. It's a game yeah, I might um, go back to in future if it and see if I look more kindly upon it. You know, we might do a podcast on it. Um, it's certainly one I'd like to play. Um, it's a couple of years old now. Um, you can see it. Uh, you can find it in you know high street game stores fairly easily and cheaply now. It's it's not a difficult one to get hold of. Um, yes, and I, I do like the idea of a game that sort of merges Metroid and uh, Alien 3, you know, the 16-bit games. So I'm optimistic, but um, we shall see. I think anyway. it's, it's pretty telling that between 19... I guess probably 87 and mm. sort of 2000 and, you know, 2, mm. there's there's probably more Alien alien or aliens games than there are years there you know we're talking (laughs) one per year and then at that point they gave way to alien versus predator games just literally you draw a line there and and there's a little bit of overlap but then it's just alien versus predator the whole way Mm. which i think is part of why aliens colonial marines was noticed because it was something that was that was different and they were saying no very good we don't need this this I'm going to probably annoy some people and say fan service, but to me, that's what Alien vs. Predator is. It, it literally yeah, is fan, so. fan service, and, and that can be done well. It can be done It started badly. as a comic book, the whole Alien yeah, Predator yeah, thing. Yeah, and, 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 you know, an entertaining, if, if silly one. But it's exactly the kind of mashup you get in comics. But when that, when that yeah. turns into films, turns into games... Well, um, and, and I think what fed it was the, uh, the alien skull in, in Predator 2, wasn't it? That was just right. like... Yeah. That just sent a lot of people who were really entrenched in those into two apoplexy. franchises just into, <laughs> into Fox, wild speculation. Fox, Fox, they're both fox things aren't they but i mean i you know i love i love the original predator um at, yeah. it, it, but it's no alien is it let's, no. let's, let's it, be honest it's not trying to be the same thing it's completely yeah. different but, 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 same trajectory as the films though isn't it i mean that as the alien resurrection comes out and then you know there's there's the cutoff mm. that's it i mean yeah. alien versus predator has been how, how many we've yeah. had now <laughs> there's been uh mm. still just the two i think but yeah either, either way yeah no you're right it, it was seen for some reason that in video games it looks like Alien on its own just wasn't going to cut it anymore when there were games with aliens and predators in them. Um, of course, if the AVP films had been written and directed by people who weren't fucking idiots, they could have been good. <laughs> you know, it's, there's nothing to well, say that they couldn't. I have mean, been that's what basically what happens when you get Paul W S Anderson and uh, exactly. your uh, mashup. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it should be said. I know we weren't going to talk about Predator, but it should be said that. Of all the alien, aliens versus predator or alien versus predator things, uh, Capcom made an absolutely stunning uh, side-scrolling brawler um, mm. by that title, and I'm kind of hopeful that now that uh, Iron Galaxy have just released a compilation of the Dungeons and Dragons Capcom side-scrolling '90s brawlers, that um, maybe if they can somehow wangle the license, they'll they'll do the same job with Alien versus Predator. But uh, you can play it on emulation. Let's put it that way. Anyway. Um, but I think that's what's that's what's interesting to me is that at some point Alien versus Predator kind of became probably due to the films this mantle that was just burdening down both franchises and yeah. and I think with Predators and with Prometheus the films tried to just say we're done with that. We're mm. gonna try and actually make these films based on what they were Good, uh, what was good about them in the first place and, and that's why failed. Aliens Colonial Marines sounded interesting, it's like no Aliens is what the film that we are going to spin this game off from, we're going to tell a story that's based around Aliens so, and yeah, that's, that's the kickoff, isn't it that's, that's yeah. the idea that got so many people interested
Yes, and indeed. And so there we were. It finally came out after... How, how long was it in development? Too long. Not long Too enough. Long. Not as long as Duke Nukem Forever. Um, and in fact, you know, it's kind of... It's, it's unfair. People, I think... In, in a way, Gearbox get tarnished with the um, Duke Nukem Forever brush. Uh, it was their fault they put it out in the end, but it wasn't them who had it in development. Mm. Hell, it was them who actually got it finished. Th- Whereas they, they put it out to get Duke Nukem licensed. Yeah. That's why they put it out. Uh, we could have done a double issue with the, but then we wouldn't have got to talk so much about Alien games, which is more interesting. So um, we'll maybe we'll do a Duke Nukem Serious Sam double issue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently, Colonial Marines was uh, first developed in 2001 by Czech Six Games, and it got cancelled for the PS2. 2001? Yeah. It's not far off Duke Nukem Forever. And then it it's got not... uh, Sega bought the rights in 2006, and it started from there. Blimey. Okay. Uh, yes, and I, I think uh, it finally came out in February 2013, all formats, same day, worldwide. Event release. I'm sure there were some... Uh, I certainly, uh, when I went to Res last year, there were some portly middle-aged Marines uh, in, in full costume and an alien or two, a uh, rubber alien, promoting the thing. And actually, I, you know, I saw it running on PC and this was a, a, a functioning multiplayer build. Um, it looked... I was thinking, okay, yeah, all right. This, this is at least going to be an improvement on 2010's Aliens versus Predator if nothing else. Um, so so here's the question, that demo mm, you saw, yeah. it, it, was that the demo that a lot of people <laughs> saw, the, the trailer no. footage that a lot of people saw and got excited about? And did I don't it- believe so. It didn't, yeah, it didn't look much different. Um, I think w- one of the things we should talk about, and obviously I don't think any of us have got experience of both versions, but the difference between the PS3 and 360 versions, it, I think is minimal. But the difference mm. between the console versions and the PC version not gameplay wise but in terms of presentation is is quite remarkable hmm. um which is stupid when like the biggest prob one of the biggest problems with the game that we all said as we played it through in co-op on the hardest difficulty together was it it feels like you're playing something from 2006 or maybe yeah. even earlier hmm. and yet um Actually, the console... So, the, you know, the PS3 and 360 are, are effectively mid-2000s PCs, right? So they should be able to run the game perfectly. But yet the PC version has better-looking... You know, I mean, they added in the better-looking textures after release. Worth, yeah. yeah, well, and that's that's something to talk about. But, um, yeah, it runs in 60 frames, uh, and it just generally performs better by all accounts. Um, so that's poor in itself. I think it's probably fair to say it looks like a 2006 game that wasn't particularly cutting-edge at the time. I don't think it necessarily looks like something earlier than than that, but it it looks like a not terribly advanced 2006 game. But that's not to say there isn't a lot of you know heavy burden code going running underneath that just isn't particularly well optimized or implemented. Or I don't know about that, James. It all looks very <laughs> basic to me. Yeah. Um, like it, it was interesting, um, as I say. So I played it back in February or March, maybe mm. it was. Yeah. No, it probably was February. Um, before they released this uh, this pack of textures, which I, based on our experience of playing it through the other week, I think they may have said it it was a texture pack, but they clearly added in a lot of other stuff as well, yeah. environmental effects. Because one of the things I, I I sort of commented about in my review is just the way that 
the environment felt so empty and plain and atmosphereless because there were no you know no particles no smoke no nothing like that now going back to it they've actually added in a lot of that stuff on the pc version anyway um giving so so not only you know if i were to review it now it wouldn't only be the fact that i played it in co-op but also the fact that a lot of the time we were actually saying yeah, this looks okay. Hmm. It doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah. But there were there were a lot of areas, you know, when the, the muzzle flash is going off and the aliens are jumping out the walls. Um on the version we were playing in sixty hertz with everything turned up to maximum and, and whatever yeah. on, on a decent PC, it looked all right. Yeah, it has these yeah. moments yeah. of like, you know, stroby shadows on the wall and sort of like that kind of that kind of atmosphere does bleed through a little bit, but then it's sort of just completely broken by an alien jumping sideways at you and getting frozen in, in midair. <laughs> like, the game's not scary at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Minor things like if an alien goes behind, like, a catwalk or something, like trying to uh, sneak up and surprise you, its tail will be jutting clean through the, uh, the catwalk. Yeah. Mm. You know? There's all these clipping issues that kind of kill any tension that the game could have when they're mm. trying to uh, stalk you. And the, we, speak, we, we spoke about the motion tracker earlier and saying it's like it's pretty redundant <laughs> in the game, but the game doesn't offer any opportunity for you to whip it out and feel the tension. Like, it's always on the game. It's always... <laughs> Sorry, <sort> of, <laughs> moment to mark <laughs> that, please. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's yeah. always on that game. I really felt like... Like, games like Zombie U, they do the tension by having the moments where you hear things and not see anything, and you're not constantly being bombarded by zombies. Like, Aliens Clone Marines just feels like, if it's not aliens killing you, then it's humans. And it just feels like, much like a Call of Duty campaign, where mm. at points we were like, is this infinitely spawning uh, aliens? And it shouldn't be like that. It should be maybe one or two will give you serious grief, and yeah. they're the two you're yeah, scared absolutely. of. Well, I, 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 going back and actually watching Aliens... Um, I think highlighted many of my issues with this game from a technical point of view, which is actually watching the film. Most of the combat happens when they're in this, you know, a stationary position. They're, they're trying to. It's a case of self-defense. They're not going out to attack the aliens because the aliens are stronger than them. They're just trying to hold ground or retreat to a position of stronger ground. Where you can playing Clone Marines, it's the opposite way around. You're actually the force trying to attack the aliens. You're, you're trying to push through to areas. And it, it's not like you're retreating. You're the badasses. You're trying to get there. That doesn't really feel like there's much... Well, you know, as a group, we weren't collectively scared what was going on. And you know, we... We initially played on something that was just on normal. We started that campaign, and and it was ridiculously easy, and which you probably should be for four of us. So we clicked on the ultimate. Well, it could scale, but yeah. yeah. But we we went decided to play on the ultimate badass uh, difficulty. Great badass, badass, badass. <laughs> um, and even then, the, the the tension seemed to be lacking. We were dying more. There was there was the fact that you know Leon would throw grenades and kill everybody um, because you know, <laughs> uh, damage was on for for human the players. Is terrible. But the, actually, you know that that was the case. We were scared of ourselves more than than what was happening on the screen. And I think ultimately, that's what comes down to me. Um, an alien game should actually be scary. You know, the the tension, whether it be through sound effects, and I think the motion tracker is the most obvious thing to do that, or whether it be versus the aliens trying to get you but there were some really big open areas where things were just coming from sides I'll, I'll take corridors. exciting if scary's not an option I mean Aliens the movie is not really a scary movie it it's has not, a tension no. and it's but it's exciting it's thrilling it's a proper you know it's a, it's it's one of the of the era a lot of those you know a lot of those movies have, have really dated they seem really you know kind of almost quaint and slow and yes aliens has dated in some ways exactly as you were saying tony but in terms of being exciting i think aliens is still exciting the movie but the game 
you know whether it's the it's a combination of, of factors isn't it it's the fact that the plot is 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 dire the, the the script and the acting is poor the aliens are soft as shite the arenas in which you fight them apart from a few exceptions which are, are claustrophobic and tight are these massive vapid out, outdoor arenas with just nothing going on in them where you would have absolutely no cause or time to take out a motion tracker and work out where the enemies are coming <laughs> from because you can see them you can hear them they're running at you from about 100 yards away I think it's really interesting, Tony, that you mentioned it's it's when the Marines and aliens are stationary and trying to hunker down that they feel so threatened because mm. there was that one part of uh, the game, I guess it was sort of maybe a third of the way through, halfway through, where you do have to... There was a couple of points, actually, where you have to set up sentry turrets and you have to hunker down in an area until you've managed to reset some switches or um, until you've just survived a wave. And that... It doesn't necessarily get the excitement because the game's doing too much to to point out its failings to you. But it's certainly there's a tension there if you're playing it on, on top difficulty and you're having to move around and get to specific objectives and the aliens are are the threat stopping you from doing that as opposed to the rest of the game where the aliens feel like you're there to kill them. Exactly as you said, Tony, if you're going after the aliens, they don't feel like a threat. It's only when you're trying to do something else and the aliens are mm-hmm. are the are the the threat in the, the shadows. Force they're more like a nuisance though than a threat. Yeah, they, they still there's still massive problems with the fact that the aliens are clearly weaker than humans. Um the in some cases they are they look ridiculous just by the way they move and the things they do. Um, they never really feel like aliens. They feel like enemies from another game, uh, including yeah. when they bring in the giant bull alien and, the, oh. and the, all these other different themes of aliens. You know, th- this they feel more like a class of enemy from Borderlands, where it would have seven other different classes of enemy that you're fighting as well, and they'd be doing something more interesting. That's exactly it. The the Borderlands thing is is pertinent. Um, whether Gearbox had the biggest say in how this game plays in the end, they obviously, you know, they at least put a large amount of the engine together. And actually, yeah. the the movement and the shooting feels like Borderlands. It really mm-hmm. does. But in Borderlands, like, everyone knows that isn't the most sophisticated or, or uh, subtle combat engine in the world, but it's yeah. made up for by the but, fact that there's all this looting. But in Aliens, you've got none of that. You've got no looting. This, you've just... This isn't Gearbox, though, is it? Really, I mean, this is this is Tynegate Studios that made this game and was finished off by Gearbox to get it out for release. I'm pretty sure that every development studio that actually worked on this game has tried to disavow their uh, their participation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the project. Yeah. Well, complete. Yeah. There's a reason the game feels like Borderlands, though. Surely, it, it, yeah, they would have had access to Gearbox tech. It would yeah. have made sense. Gearbox have an engine that works perfectly well for a co-op yeah. shooter use that engine and the aliens feel like um some of the i can't remember the name of them the insect like uh enemies in borderlands and you've got spitters and you know you've got big charging uh enemies as well i, I guess it then just feels like that to dig deeper of the, the you know why this game turned out the way it is I, hmm. from all the stuff i've read from the, the dirt that has been dug up it, it seems that time gate studios were, were there to you know make the the basic core of what this game was going to be and then once um, gearbox had the free time they were going to come back onto the project and, and pump all their resources into it 
but then Borderlands blew up as this huge success. There was requirement for the sequel. The sequel then, you know, pretty much the, the, the entirety of the Gearbox studio worked on that and left Timegate then just to carry on working on, on Colonial Marines. Unfortunately, they were contractually obliged by Sega to have a game out by a set release date. And this is why, and we, we joked about this when we were playing it, you're actually playing the game now and at least it looks decent. I mean, I, I think, you know, running on full spec, it looks pretty, pretty Am good. Am I the only person that played through the console version? Yeah. 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 yeah, because, like, what you guys are saying about looking decent does not match up with my uh, recollection. Well, this is, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, the videos of the console scene, I've seen the, the side-by-side yeah. comparisons of what the original PC version was like, and there is a huge leap. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, the patch was only a couple of months down the line, and they fixed a hell of a lot of the texture issues and all that stuff. So, by the sounds of it, they could have been close to actually getting a lot of that stuff through, but they were contractually obliged to push a game out, and that's never good in any circumstance. So You say that, Tony, but they accepted that contract, and oh, then agree. they farmed yeah. it out to another studio to do, and in in two months after the game came out, they managed to put out a patch that not just put at least a, a veneer on the game that, that mm. made up for some of the complaint, the obvious initial complaint, which is, it looks horrible. Um they put out a patch that made up for that. Leon, you were saying you thought only there was actually... Only on PC, though. Yeah, only on PC. You, you said you thought there was maybe a couple of um, extra, not scenes necessarily, but a couple of extra sections in the game. Um, and, and just generally that patch added, a, from from what we can discern, an awful lot to the game. And and don't get me wrong, from, from the business point of view, I mean, actually that means very little to the gamers at the other end because ultimately if they're paying the money and they're getting a rubbish product we shouldn't care what the, the business side of stuff but as a story point of view it's interesting to, to you know to think about this being Gearbox but really Gearbox kind of you know I, I don't know a complete to blame here because they were farming it out and then took wanted to take I'm sure they would have taken full credit if the game had come out and been an absolutely spectacular and they would have said yeah oh yeah we did all of this probably taken credit for the financial success um, if not the the critical I mean it's actually interesting you know why bother doing the two gigs worth of of work on it when the reviews and the word of mouth were were already out was it really going to make that much difference I mean maybe 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 companies make more money from the £12 you know because uh, the fact that it's now 12 quid on Steam or whatever, like some of you fellas paid for it, um, you know, word of mouth it does still matter because people are saying, actually, you know, compared to the some of the reviews it got, not the not the 9 out of 10 and the 4 out of 5 from The Guardian, but most of the reviews, um, it's actually not that bad. And hey, tell you what, in multiplayer, we actually had a laugh and da-da-da. So maybe they can, you know, they're constantly... It's like DVD, you know, DVD sales of movies and licenses of films to Netflix and stuff. It all adds up and eventually recoups the, the outlay. And, and interestingly, Gearbox did keep supporting the game in terms of the um, shift codes, which they they have for Borderlands and they also did for Aliens Colonial Marines. And if, if you follow Gearbox on Twitter, they periodically, after the game came out for quite some time, I'm not sure if they still do, but they put out shift codes that you can type into the game and, and you know, for multiplayer, I presume, it unlocks extra... Um, of whatever resource it uses, I don't know. I've not played it. But. Speaking about multiplayer, so, did anyone uh, play the versus uh, multiplayer? In the game yeah, yeah briefly. For for review purposes, I gave it a few goes. Yeah, and, that's uh, and the, the sort of me. horde mode type thing. Yeah, because I've got on Matt. Okay, like when I was playing the console version, I stuck it on uh, ultimate badass difficulty right off the get go, and it yeah. was completely broken. Okay, mm. the aliens don't really put up much of a threat, but there are certain sequences where, like the 
the anime marks will be coming in, the Wayland Utani guys, and just getting grazed by a bullet could kill you practically instantly, okay? Yeah. Mm. So there's certain choke points that are absolute bastards, and these really brought down the generally tepid kind of pace of the, the single-player campaign. Mm. But I thought the multiplayer was, if not good, I'll, at least it was a lot better, you know? Possible, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I had played a few games of, of each mode, and yeah, it you know, I exactly as I felt when we were playing through in co-op together, my overriding thought the whole time was, why aren't I playing something better? You know, why aren't I playing Left 4 Dead? Hmm. Or Battlefield 3 or what you know something good basically rather than something okay and passable but yeah it's not that's this is the whole point the core of the game is not unplayable which is why for me sort of cries of this game being worst of generation or even you know worst game ever or worst of this year or whatever it, they're, they're, they're a long way off the mark the single player has significant problems um, that we've already kind of touched upon but um it's just the whole package as a whole is just deeply mediocre rather than it's not broken. You know, there are games out there which just don't function. It does function. Here's something else that's slightly strange. Like the E3 demo, okay? Because I, I saw that after I played the game. Yeah. And I actually heard that they pumped a lot of money into making an unrealistic demo that was just good to look at. So they say. And yeah. the weird thing is, like, the, the voice acting is a hell of a lot better than that found in the actual game, you know? <laughs> that's it's, mental. It's like yeah, a, weird. a totally separate project. Because so the audio a lot, existed. A, a yeah. lot of the atmosphere problems in this game actually come from these badass colonial marines being uh-huh. absolute gobshites. And the funny thing is that is actually in recent years that after years and years and years and you know I'm going back to the the 80s here where yeah. um, mock-up screenshots would be used on game adverts and even game boxes to sell them. Yeah, you know, so yeah. like, not even like you know famously you would have the the 16-bit versions on the back of an 8-bit box and stuff like that. But mm. I mean you could, yeah. that was easy to tell. But sometimes you would have a, a, a hand-drawn you know in deluxe paint or whatever version <laughs> of what they wanted the game to look like <laughs> on the back. And in recent years, famously, if you know they've had to put disclaimers on TV adverts for games saying you know not in game footage um, and now I think even to I think to the point now that there's actually pressure on them to not use kind of just CG rendered sequences to actually you know display gameplay but yet there's still this is kind of a loophole isn't it because you know they can show what they like as a demo at a show there's no law governing what they can and can't show it's just ethics when it comes down to it and yes, they have now made those bits in Aliens Colonial Marines look much more like they did in the demo, but uh, only on the PC version and, and several months after the after the fact. Yeah. See, here's the thing about the, the graphics as well, okay, just before we move on. Um, did anyone feel that the single player would have been had more of an atmosphere if you were the only Carter there? Yeah. Yeah. Because but all it's the Colonial the, Marines, exactly. dude, that's the Yeah, but it could have been called Colonial Marine. And you were the only survivor, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, like, anything that those characters put into the story was massively outweighed by the, everything that they took away. You know, mm, they would mm-hmm. get, they would walk up to aliens and start punching them in the face at close range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just I, everything they, that they could possibly have done to puncture this, uh, this atmosphere that the game had been trying to build up, at least. I agree, but there, there are games out there that prove that if you do it well, you can make even a, a game with AI partners or preferably... Co- you know, co- human co-op partners, you can still have tension and That would and be atmosphere. the Marines part, you see. It's Marines as long as you've got your friends in with you. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the, pr- the problem is, like, after, like, all the scripting problems and all the, the AI routines going to hell and just everything that these characters fail to put in the game, 
I'm almost surprised that they just weren't taken out, you know? Like, they could have been on the comms, and it would have at least had, like, even a smidgen, a, like, if not threat, at least atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, I had a recent I- experience of um, being yeah. pulled out of the world uh, via the AI companions but beside you. Was that O'Neill? He's the guy he's with the smart gun who yeah. seems to be cheating his way through the whole game. Yeah, when O'Neill <laughs> um, and Bella. I actually remember walking- them somehow. <laughs> we were walking through this corridor, you know, like just you know, he's he's giving his UR to Ash's nonsense and la da da, and he's hiding behind a door that he, I think he thinks is closed, but it's clearly not. <laughs> and he's hiding behind, and the door's wide open, and he's like, and he's just sitting there. And you're like, well, obviously, like yeah. you think that door's closed, but it's not. So I run through there, and he's like, oh, okay, let's run through there. And then all of a sudden, he starts like moonwalking backwards through a corridor <laughs> as, because he's AI. He knows exactly what's in the world. So he's like, oh, yeah. there's an alien over there. So what I'll do, I'll walk backwards around the world and I'll go to where the alien is. And it just completely broke the atmosphere, well, what little atmosphere was in the game. We we had a number of technical hitches like that. I mean, to be fair, actually, the, the co-op run relatively smooth technically from a from a technical point of view. There wasn't too much lag. But, no, not um, at all. Only one session, and we think that was your fault. Yeah, so. it was my fault. Um, <laughs> um, but just weird things, you know, you'd think that, go through testing and Darren obviously you've had the experience of testing like if two people you know clearly if two people try to get through a door then it, it's very you know you can't really do this but the game kind of allow, almost allows you to do so so both of you will tr- seeming like you're actually getting through the door but you'll be jumping forwards and backwards almost like there's you know lag there but it's it's not it's just the game hasn't quite demonstrated you know sort of got half clipping it's yeah. like um, what it reminded me of is you know how in uh, in in old school 2D shoot-em-ups um, you have a hitbox in the middle of your ship which is tiny compared to the to, to the, the the graphics of your craft it was a bit like that so you get you get as you know halfway into the door and your shoulders will overlap and your hips will overlap but then you'll hit the hitbox inside the other person yeah. <laughs> like, no you can't both go through the door at the same time but then wasn't it interesting that we tried that thing just you know classic game tester moment from Mr. Gargett going, what happens, right, we've got to lift up this hatch in the floor, so what happens if you squat, if you sit on the hatch as I lift it and it worked perfectly yeah. almost perfectly yeah, yeah. You, I, would have, I expected myself to like go outside of the, the hip you know the, the sky box and like fall into some sort of weird oblivion <laughs> I was like hey, yeah, that or, actually worked flawlessly I was quite surprised for Tony yeah. to just fall through into the hole once the hatch came up but he actually stayed on the hatch as the hatch and, was and slowly slid lifted off, it. off and yeah, slid absolutely. off it yeah. but then again we have the chain and the collision the chain, detection it, yeah. I was just about to mention the, mention the chain explain the chains Tony <laughs> so it's just a great example of the, the of the inconsistency and, and lack of kind of polish, isn't it? So when you you were joking, you were just basically walking through a chain. Um, it was just what it's a, a rendered image, I guess, at that point, hanging was, off the yeah. ceiling, yeah. Um, and you can walk through it, and you know, it just clips straight through it, and then that's that. But I thought it was solid, actually. It was a solid thing. Well, yeah, you, could, yeah, you couldn't even clip through it. It was just rigid, like yeah. firm. Yeah, rigid, a rigid link, link but then chain. Yeah, a, a level later. He walked into a chain, and the chain started swinging around like it had full collision yeah. detection on. So and it had physics, yeah, yeah physics. That's why it kind of feels like it's developed by two different teams. They had like, say, mm. Nerve doing this level, and this team doing another level. Like, could that yeah. have been uh, like a byproduct of the patch? Like uh, certain physics could were used be. in the, the patch stuff that weren't available. They forgot that chain. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, I mean, the, the patch did seem to affect pers- very specific parts of the game. I mean, you were saying that oh, there's a light effect there, or there's there's a, a particle effect here, and it was very much just this one corridor had particles falling through the air, very, and it was smoke right, particles, true, or yeah, yeah. it was sort of like black 
like uh, ash falling at one point in the game and yeah. never saw it again. And it's like the yeah. the patch had put in just very specific areas where it was just like, what can we put in here to make it seem a little bit better or more atmospheric? Yeah. And it was just put that in. Um, time is running on incredibly. It, it we've talked so much about aliens. I think we've we've got a lot of points across um, about the overall experience. We're definitely, you know, we're not going to go through the <laughs> through the plot thread by th- uh, thread. Let's suffice to say. It's not very good. It's not a patch on the films. In fact, you know, the the plot of Aliens Colonial Marines makes the the plots of Alien 3 and Resurrection seem like masterpieces. Can we, can we move on and, and not even talk about Hicks being... Well, uh, yeah, uh, yes. arguably it makes <laughs> the plot of Aliens itself worse. Yeah, well, that that's that's its worst crime for me. So, yes, Hicks, me talking about... <laughs> There's a point at which you have to say, you know... T- take the fan away from the the piece of of work and and don't get too invested in a story that is after all fiction. But the idea is that when Newt and Hicks and Ripley get into the the cryo tubes and and they're in the the capsule escaping, the idea then is at the beginning of Alien Three you find out that there was um, an alien on board that Ripley uh, now has an egg inside of her and that Hicks and Newt died. Um, of course, sorry to interject. James, yeah, no, no, go that, ahead. that was all to do with the production hell that Alien Three went through, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that it was six years after, um, and they would have, you know, they, yeah. they, it went through umpteen drafts by umpteen different writers. They ended up with a thing that was compromised. The director's vision yeah. of Alien Three was compromised. There is now a version which is closer to to what yeah, he had in absolutely. mind, and. The, the Hicks and Newt deaths were controversial at the time and arguably the fact that there was any kind of alien on board, let alone a queen face hugger, was yeah. nonsensical because she leaves her her, yeah. her cloaca behind, yep. her ovipositor or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was always dodgy anyway. But it, it was absolutely. But nonetheless, that is, for whatever reason, that's the story that was told. And when Superman Returns came out, they said, we are pretend, we are saying that the first two Superman films happened. We disavow Superman three and four. <laughs> yeah. You want to do that That's here? Fair, Absolutely though. fine. But they didn't. What they did instead was say that instead of saying Alien three, don't recognize it. This is a sequel to Aliens. We are going to right the wrong that the fans feel happened. They don't. They they make some nonsense up about <laughs> Whalen Yutani got onto this capsule that there must already have been an alien on, unless they're suggesting Whalen Yutani actually impregnated Ripley themselves. Um, and took Hicks off it and put on a body in his place, and the, and then they interrogated Hicks. What Wayland Yutani were after all through Alien Three was an alien specimen. So either that face hugger was on there and they could have just taken that. Ripley was impregnated and they could have just taken her then. Or what they actually did, according to the game, is they took Hicks so they could talk to him about the alien, <laughs> and then go and find Ripley's one uh, just. And the planet's still absolutely <laughs> smothered in aliens, despite the fact that they nuke an area the size of Nebraska or whatever it is uh, yeah. in the film, and there's barely any damage done. It and if Wayland yutani yeah. want alien specimens, they can't fucking move for alien specimens. <laughs> and in fact, you know, Prometheus and the alien sequels uh, well established that, and in fi- it's in the first Alien, you know, crew expendable. The the, the whole point yep. is that they want the alien as a biological weapon and and yeah. that's all they need they don't need none of this shit needs to happen 
there's a lot of there's a lot of illog- there's a lot of illogicalities about the aliens film just like they know what's down there why would they send in a group of about eight <laughs> marines in light armor you know for fuck's sake it's 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 mental but it doesn't matter because the film's you know the action's great and the characters are great and yeah. you know and it's got the whole mother thing and going on and that's interesting and it's got some depth and emotion and all this good stuff um take all that away and you've just got bullshit and you've got hicks going um you know, so so you know, so who well, who was that body in the other cryotube? Well, that's a story for a no. different time. He actually says <laughs> that off. as well, doesn't he? <laughs> Fuck off! You've yeah. never earned that. And you know, no. it, it, like the character likenesses are, are pretty poor anyway. You can just about recognise it's him. But as I said, as we were playing the game, you know, Michael Michael Bean in Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is great value for money. You know, in obviously in a comedy role. In yeah. this, it's like. Ching! I'll play. I'll play Hicks again. Um, we should definitely hear from some of our correspondents. They've got. Yeah. They've got plenty to say that that will probably uh, jump us off into other things. Um, I'm sure. Sean can keep this under two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with Dom's beard. Absolute monstrosity of a game. Worst game I've played this gen. Even with the bad reviews and everyone saying how average stroke poor it was, I went in with high hopes. As a massive Alien fan, I could see through the badness and have a fun time with it. I did ha- I did the same with the latest Walking Dead. I assume you mean Survival Instinct. Yeah. Uh, I looked past how ugly it was. I can live with that. I wasn't aware of that gameplay footage uh, that was faked. And I enjoyed the build-up into getting to the Lost Marines team. Using the motion tracker was a great buzz as was having a pulse rifle, even though it wasn't as punchy as I'd have liked. The first time you encountered an alien was well-scripted, in my opinion. I don't contest that. Mm. Um, And here was genuine fear about being close to one of them for the first time. Then the novelty wore off. My first gripe were how easy the aliens were. It should be like Dark Souls difficulty, as I don't remember anyone being strong enough to melee an alien before. (laughs) Were they supermarines? The AI is terrible as the aliens just rambled round, and the lowest point for me was being in a room with one which sat with its back to me. I crept up behind it, no movement. I stood at its side and it just sat there daydreaming about who knows and nothing. (laughs) Finally, I stood right in front of it, face to face, and yep, nothing. Finally, I fire past its head and it springs to life. That pretty much did it for me. I couldn't carry on after. How could they get this so wrong? I had the same experience with a face hugger. I walked into a room with a like sort of like warehousey type shelves, and a box flew off the shelf, and I was like, "Oh, action!" Oh yeah, attention. that's a little scripted bit. That yeah, and it yeah. just sits there on the shelf, <laughs> and I shot it, and it and it sat there. I shot it a few more times, and the only reason why it moved was because the the death physics kicked in, and it rolled off the shelf dead. I was like, "Is this supposed to?" I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. the face hugger in this game is probably the most underwhelming enemy and that's saying something because they're all pretty underwhelming but yeah. when you when you get a face hugger on you and you hold it up in the air the animation like, like you said in the video in the video that i've got on my youtube channel leon you said the animation is just woeful and when you see it from a different perspective you just they're just like really rigid and stiff just holding this um <laughs> face hugger like no emotion nothing at all it's just so like cardboard cut out like one animation one yeah. frame to the next and it Oh, you just... took a screen grab of uh, of my character operating a crane. So we're in this uh, high tension, high octane, pulse pounding, white knuckle situation where, <laughs> um, for whatever reason, Wayland Utania manning one of the APCs from the movie and firing on us with a cannon. And that cannon actually can take you out very quickly, especially on ultimate bardass difficulty. Um, so there I am. I managed to finally flank all the way around to the to the uh, to the controls of the conveniently placed crane. 
Um, and then, so I operate, I'm desperately operating a crane. Now, there's a, there's a famous bit in, in the film where Bishop, played by Lars Henriksen, is bringing in the drop ship, and he's a fucking android, and he's showing way more stress, tension, and emotion <laughs> than my character was in that screenshot when I'm bringing the crane <laughs> into... I don't know, you look like you get a bit of tension in your bowels, but a yeah. constipation, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yes, and, uh, and also, yeah, the large-scale explosions in that game if I can use the term, uh, are pitiful. Mm. There's the, the famous uh, dropship explosion, which has been way bolstered since the original release and the console version. But even now, every time we walked into that, because we played that level twice, didn't we? Because yes. we did it once on normal and then once again. <laughs> the <achievements>. was going, <laughs> Des was going... Yeah, for achievements. Um, Des was going... Worst explosion in gaming, or whatever it was. Yeah, cut corners cut. Just that's the thing. It's yeah. like it's all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff in games now that, you know, the the state of the art games, or at least you know the standard of the art games, I suppose, that we take for granted in terms of um, you know ambient animation and effects and stuff like that. But now it's re- you know these are things. As I say, you know, you compare Colonial Marines to Alien trilogy. And, you know, it's just like, it would have blown our minds if, but, but if this, a game like that had come out in This is the thing, I, I think the standard of game design has is, is gone leaps and bounds over the last few years. You know, there's there's a lot of very good products released, and even the average ones are normally technically per, you know, proficient. This one reminds me of my mid-90s, early 2000s, yeah. when there was a lot of, you know, I'd, you know, I'd say middle tier, you know, the midway always comes up. But people <laughs> like that producing games and, and throwing them out there, you know, sometimes you can mm. you listen to the production stories and how they had you know issues getting through and how much money and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. this just harkens back to them. But the problem where it comes from is, you know, someone like Gearbox, someone like Sega, big development house and studio. Um, you'd, big name. You'd, yeah, you'd, I think that's yeah. why anticipations were that high. And, and very rarely do you get a product that, that comes out actually quite broken for people to play. Certainly not not in the late 2000s. I still contest that it is a broken game. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it is. It's basically you can play through it. It works. It's got some. It's got some glitchy elements, but it's not. It's not broken. Um, Tony, do you want to take Cress's uh, comment, please? Oh, can't. Can't I do this one? Can I? <laughs> I just want Which to do uh, STV Norman. That's a really short one. No, but I, I like it because I, from a, from a standpoint of view, how do you review a game? Um, so he says this may hold the record for the least time spent, least time by any game spent in my PS3. Even Duke Nukem Forever held my attention for longer. But I mean, this is what this show is all about. It's mm. it's playing something to the end. Even if you you feel, I mean, I, I I don't think everyone should play something if they're absolutely hating it no. and and not continue away. But there there is scenes in this game that are okay. And I think yeah, if we if it's just even if you took from the very first moment, I think there's you know the, the scripted scene of the alien meeting that for the first time it was okay. I think where it goes downhill when you suddenly have to fight all the marines, which makes mm. it feel like any first person shooter. Uh, mercs, just to yes. people who don't know, marines are you. The yeah, other guys but what, the, what is it with the mercs? I mean, it, to me, that is the the almost the single handedly breaks most of the the tension of this game is having to fight mercs. Well, again, if if they weren't shit, if they didn't look rubbish and and they had decent behaviour and they had good weapons, then at least you wouldn't, you know, you'd be having enough a good enough time to be thinking, okay, I can live with this. You know, you understand why a developer puts this in for variety. You can't just fight the alien over and over again. But it's because it's rubbish. That's the problem. It's not yeah. the fact that you have to do it. It's the fact that it's done badly. Yeah. 
here, I, I, think. I feel like we've already had a template of a really good Aliens game, and it's called Dead Space. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it, it's, they, did they have guns? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that Dead Space wouldn't exist if the Alien movies didn't exist. Yeah, Very much, yeah. James, do you want to take questions <laughs> in that case? Uh, I will. Uh, Chris1968 says, I agree that it was not a fraction of the game it should have been, but I just loved the whole co-op experience playing it with friends. I loved the whole never knowing what was around the corner feel to it. The one thing that did piss me off with this game was how people slagged it off without even playing it. It was it was kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum to the ones that buy Modern Warfare 3 or Battlefield 3 or whatever the next big game is, just because everyone's talking about it. I can honestly say that I never experienced any of the glitches that people spoke about in either campaign or co-op. You have led a blessed that- life, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I believe, I believe Chris did play the console versions. Um, 360, I think. No, it could have been PS3. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, but yes, he put in a lot of hours in Yeah, in, he said he played 40, 40 hours yeah. um, on, on his, his total count. And I, I should actually just mention here that um, the difficulty that I was playing at could have easily really dragged the game down much further because it was, hmm. you know, like death often felt just like uh, almost random in places, you know? Like, Arbitrary uh, sort of yeah. thing. Like if I was able, if, uh, I was able to kind of trundle through it without the moment's extreme frustration, it might have just been a turgid experience for me. But I remember mm. like weird shit like taking out Mercs in front of me, okay? Then I had to hunker down and a Merc stuck his head through a fucking wall to shoot at me. <laughs> and killed me where I should have been safe. It's that kind of moments that could have been laughable if I survived it and was able to kill the guy in time. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's something out of Goldeneye. That is when you see the gun poking through the door, and then you can you can shoot the gun to kill the guy. Yeah, as up also was just poking through and saying hello. It definitely <laughs> does seem that the console version or versions have more of these sorts of glitches. But yes, talking about the how long it holds your attention for, um, it it both amuses and appalls me in equal measure that. Aliens, Colonial Marines, um, I've played through twice, mm. once in single player and once <laughs> yeah. in co-op, and played a whole bunch of the multiplayer, and I've got some of the best games ever made, by all accounts, sitting barely touched <laughs> on my shelves and on my hard drives of all my machines. Um, you know, it's partly, it, I played it through for professional reasons, but I played it again uh, for, for Kane and Rince, and obviously, you know, I consider that a, an equally serious commitment, but it is there is definitely an irony there, because... There's definitely a lot of games I could have been playing and having a much <laughs> better some time. Some of surely you, you playing for it again is that a lot of the feedback that I've been hearing from people was that actually if you play the game in co-op and you play it on the harder difficulty, is it adds a lot more tension and a lot more fun to it. So it was yeah. certainly more fun. It wasn't any more tense. Um, I'm you know I I had a really good couple of evenings because I was with three of my friends playing a a not you know a, a video game that basically that functioned and that's the thing we we could have been playing anything and as we said earlier um the fact that it we could have a laugh about some of its silliness probably enhanced things yeah. if anything i mean that's a thing it's yeah. like watching like a, a really b movie with friends yeah, you know? sure. yeah the actual sure. thing itself mm. if you try to take it seriously it wouldn't work but the fact that you can basically throw tomatoes at it with your friends really enhances <laughs> the experience yeah. uh darren f do you want to take del b's here as is the tradition can i take candy kurosaki this time uh, okay, it's why not, is everyone doing this to me? It's just pick and mix apparently <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I am the fucking boss of you. Um, no, okay. Uh, Des, do you want to take Del B's because his name's almost like yours? Do I have to? Can I not? No, yeah, I'll do it. No worries. <laughs> right. 
there'll be 2k he has to say this i have to say i honestly thought the game was just average not horrible but at no point did it ever attempt to do anything that would mark it as good let alone great the guns did sound really good when they when they were used so i guess that is something i just remember starting it playing it finishing it and then putting it back on the shelf on the shelf not back into the shop <laughs> that's the normal thing you do with a game like that in the bin the parts in between kind of just melt into one long session of move forward shoot the man or alien move forward again oh and take part and take part in really stupid boss battles now and then at least yeah. bad games have various at least bad games have very serious issues this did not have the decency to even give us that again I'm guessing that's a yeah. sports patch no, the, there'll be... Oh, actually, I don't know which version they'll be played. I'm pretty sure that the it. console versions were patched. It just wasn't uh, to do with the textures. and. Yeah, it wasn't visually. It was just, yeah, gameplay stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Darren I'm... Foreman, can you read this post, please, kindly? Sure. Andy Kurosaki. <laughs> a completely wasted opportunity. The story is utterly forgettable. The inclusion of Hicks was a real oh, fuck off moment for me. You can quite easily melee fight the aliens, which goes against the way they're presented in the films. You spend most of the bloody game fighting humans, not the way you play an alien game for. The last boss fight is a joke. You barely got to use iconic weapons like Smart Gun, which was actually kind of cool, I've got to admit. I like the Smart Gun. Mm. I've played far worse games, but the previous Aliens vs. Predator game from a couple of years back was more fun than this. And you have to laugh when Gearbox kept saying we think the Wii U version could be the best one. And then it never got released. Fail. I, I thought the end boss scene was quite funny when Leon shot me off the platform out of accident. Yeah, again, com- <laughs> <laughs> comedy. It was uh, the the boss fights were 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 full of hilarious moments. There was the one that where we glitched. Was it who was who was in the low power loader suit? Me. That was Tony. Yeah. So we glitched that one, and so again, sort of going back and thinking about it, the game is arguably a little bit broken. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I mean, but, it's not broken in that we couldn't progress, but we just glitched the, yeah, the boss the, into the a boss corner. glitched into the side of the corner. I couldn't get out, so I just punched it multiple times. But plenty of games have boss fights or fights in general where you, yeah, can, you can glitch. And, yeah, there's all sorts of games. Yeah, in some games it's considered awesome. In yeah. some games it's considered <laughs> hilariously poor. Yeah. yeah, very true. I mean, they weren't a boss, but did, did anyone mention the zombie aliens? Uh, oh, the, the, the blind aliens, yes. the non-canonical. Yeah, I, mm. I'd, I'd love to the know ones, what the evolutionary advantage of those aliens is. Known as here's, here's the, the deal. Okay? You've got <laughs> these aliens, okay, whose entire purpose in the world is to walk into generators and blow up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the point in God's green earth for the entire galaxy as a whole. You know, it's it's yeah. mi- mind blown. I just these were a spectacularly poor idea. I mean, the whole thing is that uh, ever look at. I mean, the alien has uh, metamorphosed over over the movies. Uh, Giga only designed the original one in the original film and the others have been... Uh, what's the word? Enha- not enhancements, but... Interpreted? Interpretations yeah. of his original design. So, like, you'll notice that the the aliens in in Aliens have ridges on their head and stuff like that, and it, they change. But none of them have eyes, so... That's kind of one of the reasons why they're so fucking scary is because they don't even need eyes because they're yeah. a perfect killing machine. And so the blind ones are just fucking stupid. It's, it's not just they're blind. They seem to be demented, you know? Yeah. Blind mm-hmm. and demented and, and idiotic. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Are the, they are the old man with the cane shouting at, at <laughs> the Marines to get off his sewer. Uh-huh. I mean, it's... it's the. the 
the thing that that kind of works about the um, the aliens being slightly different from film to film is that they always fall back on what they showed in Prometheus was their raison d'etre. They were created as a biological pathogen that essentially creates a parasite mm-hmm. yeah. that can evolve at an incredible rate. So it evolves immediately to its surroundings. Um, each time it reproduces, and it evolves immediately based upon its host. So, in theory, even the ridiculous charging heavy bull alien kind of makes sense if they've got a bear or a bull that they happen to use to create the whatever. Makes sense, doesn't make it any fun to fight, doesn't make it a, Mm. a reasonable inclusion in the in the canon at all but okay the problem is you've got these blind aliens that as as we just said their only response to a noise is to run towards it and die that's not evolution that's not how these creatures work it it's to create this ridiculous stealth section that all we did was fall about laughing and then mock me for how slow i walked through the whole thing maybe their entire reason for existence was to destroy generators yeah maybe generators are the aliens achilles heel well, no, I mean, yeah. the, the, the generators might break down after they explode in the museum. Yeah, they could have just torn them apart with their amazing claws and acid and teeth and all the things that <laughs> yeah. make them actually scary monsters. But again, like, yes, when you think about these things, they're ludicrous. Um, but if, like, if those sections involving those and uh, had been well made and like the 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 animation on them hadn't been so comical and stuff like that then they could have got away with it i'm sure if we broke down the purpose of all the enemy monsters in all the video games about three quarters of them would be completely illogical and ludicrous but because the surroundings you know are are solid and and engaging you you don't care so much uh final comment from the forum um is a long one but uh worth sharing i think this is from xavier shandy who says I didn't really pay any attention to this game before it came out other than what a good buddy of mine told me about it he pitched it as a multiplayer co-op only experience where you proceeded through a procedurally generated level with the Xenos attacking from all fronts you traversed between tense holdout points and frantic runs down halls that offered multiple paths to your destination you could weld doors shut like in Killing Floor to try and slow the Xenos it sounded awesome I pre-ordered it on the PC and the season pass There were three of us playing it right when it came out. My girlfriend and my previously mentioned buddy. Ah, see, the good's been gone. (laughs) Previous buddy. (laughs) He's now just previously mentioned. (laughs) The both of them are huge fans of the entire franchise. They even enjoyed Prometheus. And as such, they were really excited by the nods to the film and the pretty decent sound design. We played through the entire campaign together over the course of the week, and I have have to say it left me really wanting. I liked finding all the dog tags and named items and some of the design was good. I especially enjoyed being in the space jockey room and the first time you were introduced to the Queen. Sadly, everything else failed to live up to my expectations. The story was absolutely awful. Generic space marine tropes and generic space marine characters doing generic space marine things. The obligatory sewer level could have been tense if the boilers posed any sort of threat. And I was literally shouting at the screen when beefy McNugget Man was standing there with a smart gun on the other side of the sewer grate and wouldn't hand me his goddamn pistol. See, see, there's a complete Ill- Ill- illogicality that completely escaped me at the time. I would have kept the pistol myself, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> You are you are also beefy McNugget man, so <laughs> <Nugget> figures. 
That would have solved a hell of a lot of problems for Winter at this point, and he sure as hell wasn't using it. In the end, I hated every character for being stupid and completely unbelievable. A special mention should go to how incredibly stupid the inclusion of Fix was. <laughs> His character added nothing, serving interchangeably as MacGuffin and source of conflict. It felt a little too much like horrible fan fiction from somebody to whom Hicks was a very special character. The gameplay was passable for the most part, and I saw very few actual glitches, but generally the game was dreadfully boring. We played it through on the hardest difficulty, but it never felt tense, and we ba- had basically no problems just slogging through it. And that's what it felt like, particularly after they introduced human enemies. I did enjoy the customization and levelling system, and the three of us ended up using different loadouts that complemented each other's play styles. Yeah, something we haven't mentioned. That is in there, for what it's worth. A few of the weapons were satisfying to use, like the smart gun and the pulse rifle, but the others were borderline useless. That's why we didn't mention it. I found myself usually playing somewhere near the back of our little group, eyes glued to the motion tracker and acting as the lookout for the surprise attack that never came. (laughs) (laughs) The AI was, of course, terrible, but everyone will talk about that, I'm sure. I even played the entire campaign through in single player and still there was no tension. I almost felt like a terror. It almost felt like a terrible fan made mod for AVP two or something. Yeah. We, we would set half joking about the fact that there were better half-life mods and possibly even doom alien mods than there were this game. Mm -hmm. I should mention that we quickly found a mod that forced the game to run on DX 10 instead of nine. And it actually looked amazing. Hmm. We were playing it on DX11, I think, weren't we? It still looks shit. Um, no, it looked okay. Made a huge difference as far as the visuals went. We tried the multiplayer for a bit, and the controls were so imprecise that I found it nearly impossible to do anything in it. Playing as Xenos, I couldn't ever seem to land a hit, and even if I did, it had about as, as much effect as a gentle summer breeze. As the Marines, I apparently was made out of tissue paper because one hit would kill me. So all in all, the versus mode was a painful effort in keyboard-rending frustration. The only true redeeming mode for this game is Bug Hunt, the first and probably only DLC. Having purchased the season pass like a couple of idiots, my friend and I (laughs) tried this mode out. Actually, your friend was the idiot. You were gullible. Uh, Just to point that out, (laughs) as soon as it was unlocked, it sounded so much more like the gameplay that I had been promised. And it honestly felt uh, honestly was a better experience than the entire rest of the game. Well, at least for a few rounds. Then it got massively repetitive until we could make enough money to proceed to another area. It still allowed for a much better organic experience, and the AI was a little more polished than in the main game. After a few full starts, we eventually managed to two-man a full 30-wave game. It took just short of forever to finally finish it, and I was really hoping that the Queen would come smashing in and kill everyone to end the game. But no, more stupid humans. I really wanted to like this game more than I did, I did have a good 20 hours pumped into it, so I did get something out of it. But in the end, I feel ripped off. Well, they did before place one by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, more than, including that season pass. Um, yeah, that was something I, I did, as I say, I did play uh, some of the multiplayer, and actually I'm my, my slightly more positive memories were about playing as the Marines. Playing as the Aliens was absolutely shit. Um, to be honest, I'm not that much of a fan of playing the Infected in the, in the uh, Left 4 Dead uh, modes. Um, maybe it's just me, but they they were ab- they just seemed absolutely hopeless and utterly fragile in 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 multiplayer. But. I I actually did a little bit better, but my big problem with aliens was that when you were like scaling catwalks, the camera had this amazing tendency to just completely spaz out so that you couldn't tell where the hell you were. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a huge problem in the uh, Rebellion's AVP games, wasn't it? The the whole wall-crawling, um, upside-down stuff. It was just not very easy to play. Maybe fun with could practice. Kill but... hum- well, could certainly kill the human characters really quite quickly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Three-word reviews as well, then. Um, a decent smattering. We'll go around in the normal fashion. Starting with Foreman. Jim Sparkin says... Piece of shit. Dark Kai 3 says, it actually works. Chris Ban says, fuck me blind. <laughs> Andy Duncan says, disgraceful partner AI. Tatsang, awfully average aliens. PG Tips 77, better with friends. Cole Kenobi says, utter shit sandwich. <laughs> I don't know whether that means that the shit is the filling or the shit is the bread. And there's something great in the middle or there's something great on the outside. Uh, well, a cheese sandwich would have cheese in the middle, so a shit sandwich. Shit okay. So he liked the start and the end. He just didn't like the middle, or perhaps, perhaps his argument is that a shit sandwich is just not <laughs> nice anyway. The, the bread's not going to escape un, untarnished, <laughs> unless you've got a lot of bread and very little shit. <laughs> yeah, just maybe a, not even just there. a skid mark sandwich. <laughs> um, Xavier Fox Shandy says much wasted potential. Andrew says waste of potential. Stuart Cullen, another bug hunt. So there we have it, Aliens, Colonial Marines. Our summaries then, would you recommend it? Memories uh, of, the, of the game. <laughs> what would you like to see from the forthcoming sequel? That was just my little joke. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, speaking of someone that enjoys certain elements of the Alien uh, franchise and isn't brilliant the whole thing but acknowledges that it's been a very important piece of uh, science fiction there's a really very very little reason that you could recommend this game to anyone not i mean maybe if you're a complete fanboy of the franchise you might get a kick out of seeing these aliens clipping through walls and getting into fistfights with the uh the mercenaries that are uh, sorry the colonial marines that are on your side but the script is poor the ai is poor the graphics are terrible, unless uh, you get that recent patch. The sound design is average at best. The pulse rifle sounds nice. But there's just so many problems, you know? Like, the aliens, you wouldn't think they would be appearing in the distance as dots and running straight towards your pulse rifle. You wouldn't expect the, the mercenaries to be clipping their heads through walls to shoot at you. Um, you wouldn't expect invisible geometry to be preventing you from escaping a, a terrible situation. And it's just... Nearly everything that's bad about video game design just shoved into a game and no, uh, being completely unrefined at the end of it, you know? They didn't take the time to smooth off the rough edges. It really does feel like a game that was stuck in development hell and then rather than being taken across to a development studio where they could work it all out, they just shoved it clean out the door. But possibly the worst transgression is the fact that it is Colonial Marines, the people that are on your side are the they're just the worst kind of scum they've got they've got absolutely no personality they've got the the acting range of a, a, a wet bagel like a, a shitty whole grain bagel that nobody likes you know not the good ones <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said a beagle uh, if, they, if they were a big, if you, you had a bunch of beagles that would be fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's just like seeing these guys in action They've got all the expression and intelligence and emotion of shop window mannequins. They've got the the kind of response to, to dialogue. I mean, like, 
it's a bit of her Bella's informed that she's going to die because of this thing that she completely discounted that was sticking down her throat. And she doesn't even... I can't remember if she even says, oh shit, you know, that's not so good. Just everything about this game is subpar. And if you're waiting for a Fantastic Aliens game, maybe that'll happen in the future. But it'll have to come from a developer that's a hell of a lot better this, that respects the source material, and is even merely competent at making an engaging shooter in a video game. Doesn't even have to be a shooter. A game like Amnesia would be a thousand times better than this. So, no, I mean... If you, even if you smoothed off all the rough edges, it would still have been a completely bland and passionless experience. I can't recommend this game unless you're a developer that wants to find out how you don't make a game. It's good reference and how to fuck up everything that people love about a series, and that's about as far as it goes. So, thumbs up from Darren, <laughs> and uh, Darren number two. Oh, I could do the number two. Uh, no, anyway, um, <laughs> my, what my oh, summary of can't. Alien. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my summary of Aliens Colonial Marines isn't fairly positive either. Um, it's The game as a whole is just severely unpolished. Uh, I come from this perspective as a, more of a mechanical viewpoint. I don't really care or know about the story and, you know, not really seeing the Aliens films at all. I don't really understand what's going on and why. And <laughs> I, I understand the basic concepts like, oh, aliens are crazy, uh, chest bursts and all that. But oh, that's exactly it, yeah. I'd actually love to see your uh, game on this, by the way, Darren. <laughs> and you know I, I know the, the Hicks thing it doesn't really resonate with me so I'm not I can't really get offended by that side of it yeah sure but I, I get offended by just the sheer lack of the, the, the polish in the game and just everything that happened in the world just made it, it's like it was trying to pull me out of the experience and that's what really sort of got my my goat to use that boring phrase yeah um, I, I can't recommend this game at all especially when there's games like Dead Space 1 and 2 out there that you could play that offer a similar experience and uh, and better, in my opinion. And they would be cheaper um, at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully. Well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe the, the prices of Dead Space 1 and 2 have gone up since this game's come out, but uh, who knows. <laughs> um, I would... The only thing I can take away from playing Aliens Killing Marines is that it's reminded me that first person, not all first-person shooters are rubbish like I played so many FPS games recently that I just sort of got you know the fatigue that sets in after a little while you're like another shooter great but then you play something like Aliens Colonial Marines and then you sort of in retrospect maybe Bulletstorm wasn't so bad like, I like Bulletstorm but I know people don't and Bulletstorm wasn't Leon does I think most of us do yeah I think hmm. it's only me <laughs> yeah you know it just makes me appreciate other games better I guess like uh you know, games oh, yeah. I was, you know, previously tired of. Maybe now I, you know, after playing Aliens... Basically, what you're saying is, to go back to that shit sandwich analogy, after you've eaten a shit sandwich like Colonial Marines, maybe the two cheese sandwiches don't taste quite so bad. There we go. I also <laughs> think that's a great botch quote. Makes me, th- <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of other games are better. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah, you know, you take the rough for the, uh, for the smooth and... Makes know, the entire you, rest of the medium look uh, much better. <laughs> now there is there there is true is there is definitely something in all forms of entertainment to occasionally uh expose yourself to something unpleasant to uh to remember actually you know we see so many obviously great things you know being torn apart for not being perfect when actually there's you know there's generally something worse out there yeah so um if you you know I couldn't recommend this game unless it was, I don't know, given to you for free, maybe? Who, who knows? Probably not even there. <laughs> just, just stick by you. Can't recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's just fine. It's just middle of the road, average. Boring. I think that's what people were expecting. Hmm. 
Yeah, from my point of view, there there were moments, and I, I really wanted to like this. But you know, being a fan, I'm I'm in that camp as as a few of our correspondents were, where I wanted to like it. I wanted to be, you know, I hadn't played a really good aliens experience game for so long. You know, Alien Resurrection on the on the PlayStation was probably the last really good one of of its type. So I was hoping, you know, I was optimistic for something good. Maybe it'd be one of those games that had been in development for a long time because they were making sure it came out right, rather than because they kept throwing it away and starting again but leaving the core of a very old game in there and actually that's the that's the key thing that's what it feels like it's not playing the pc version at least especially now post some kind of uh duct taping it's just it's not a it's not one of the worst games ever i've ever played nowhere near it's not even one of the worst games i've played this year in fact it's just about in the top 10 worst games i've played this year i mean i, I play a lot of games for work and pleasure but it wasn't. I enjoyed it more my two playthroughs than Dead Island Riptide, than The Walking Dead Survival Instinct, than Star Trek, <clears throat> than Alien Spidey Empire, Mars Warlog Storm, Biento Lete. Sorry, guys. And I actually enjoyed playing Aliens Colonial Marines more than I enjoyed playing Shenmue Two. With apologies to Shenmue fans. Um, and the one lot large. <laughs> yeah, but I did. It was more fun um, to me. Um, there were moments, you know, when the pulse rifle was firing, when bits of James Horner's score were playing when aliens were screaming and bursting apart that I was having a good time. Unfortunately, uh, lots of the surrounding stuff, long sections of the levels, bad objectives, unclear signposting, um, anachronistic animation and all that just, just let the whole side down. The plot was obviously a disaster. The, the banter between the Marines is embarrassing. Um, and yes, so I wouldn't recommend it because simply because if you want to play a scary horror sci-fi that's a, that's a thrill, play Dead Space or Dead Space 2. If you want to play co-op and shoot monsters, play Gears of War 3. If you want to play a great multiplayer, play Left 4 Dead 2. I just There's no reason to play this other than it's got aliens in. Um, and that's not a good enough reason even to this huge aliens fan. So, not recommended. Huh. Uh, James then. Um, you guys have done a great job of, uh, of elucidating on what what exactly about the game didn't resonate with you or left a bad taste in the mouth. And I'd like to take this game as, a, as an example of a type of game that I I have some grave concerns about, which is we've, we've just recently stared into the headlights of a future without the ability to rent games or the potential for, for no ability to rent games hmm. or to trade in games at the behest of a publisher. It would be up to them to decide whether or not we could trade in this a game such as this. I have absolutely no faith that a publisher or developer would be able to admit that a game like Aliens Colonial Marines is not worth £40, let alone an SRP of £50. Mm. I think they would still charge £40. I think they would not let you trade this in. And I think on that basis, I've done a quick bit of research, and as of May, 1.31 million people bought this game. Mm. That's 1.31 million people who bought a game for something approaching somewhere between 20 and 40 pounds and could not get rid of it but to throw it in the bin. They wouldn't have been able to rent it to try it. That scares me. The notion that games like this, mediocre, very mediocre, very cynical games, 
could be pushed out by publishers who are bullish about their right to £40 in return for every single game they make or, or produce. And I think the, the consumers would be the ones that suffer. I think it's incumbent upon us to hold companies like Gearbox absolutely responsible for putting out a game like this, and, and cynically so. I, no, it's not the worst game I've played. It's possibly not even the worst game I've played this year. It's functional. It's fun with friends. We certainly had a good laugh. I think it provides a playground to do that. I don't think the game is necessarily responsible for much of that i could have had just as much fun chatting with you guys while watching e3 press conference or videos on youtube or whatever it might be something a skip yeah (laughs) i could have done anything and and was it worth 12 pounds to sit and chat with you guys for six hours or so absolutely doesn't always cost 12 pounds normally i'll do something more than just chat for 12 pounds I, I might I even just, hold hands. I feel incredibly concerned that a company like Gearbox, who have made Borderlands of Borderlands 2, that are two of my uh, most respected and favourite games of, of this generation, push out something like this and and have the audacity to hold their heads high and, and stand by this game. It is not up to the quality that was promised. It's not up to the quality that many people thought they were going to get. And in a world where digital purchases become the norm and we may not be able to um, to to get rid of a game that we've paid what we believe to be over the odds for, whether or not a publisher agrees, that, that really concerns me that there are people who are being sold on the name and being sold on fake demos of games. That was Xbox One's friends and family uh, mode right there you've just described. <laughs> but that's gone now. He's not angry, he's disappointed. That's James on this one. <laughs> Sorely disappointed. <laughs> uh, to, to conclude our summaries, um, if you haven't kind of got where we're headed with this, uh, here's Tony Atkins. <laughs> it's awesome. That, um, <laughs> um, for me, it's a really odd experience. Like, I mean, I've come into this game running the PC version, which has been patched, and a lot of the, the mega issues, which seems to be still on the, the console versions, um, weren't necessarily apparent to me. But what was apparent to me still, even if the game looks slightly better, is that the gameplay itself isn't particularly great. And it doesn't matter how much polish you do, you can't iron out the fact that the gameplay isn't as good. Can't um, polish a turd. That's what well, you can try. You polish it, um, and then you do it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, to me, I think the the story of this game's development is more interesting than playing the game itself. I think mm. um, my own kind of internal monologue of what I would have done in the circus, in different situations and scenes that they had in this game was more entertaining than the actual playing of this game. Um, and going back and watching the films, I think you know the blueprint was there to make an interesting aliens game, and I think the technology is there, and you'd thought. The money was there coming from Sega and uh, Gearbox Studios. But somewhere along the line, it just wasn't meant to be. And I feel like I'm still waiting for that that Aliens game we deserve somewhere along the line. Or maybe it's the next gen. Who knows? But for me, it it lacked attention. Um, it, just, it, just, it just felt like a, a, a run-of-you-mill average shooter. Um, the fact that it had Aliens in it was just kind of... A, part of the course <laughs> it just felt like a, mm. a pretty average shooting game uh, and the fact that they had aliens in it was just disappointing because they failed to use all the positives of what aliens could actually bring to the title so would i recommend it no not really i i think you know for me i to me it's not even a, a thing of um 
of price nowadays is the thing of time. So I've, I've played this game. I've spent you know the best part of six to eight hours of playing this game. Had a good time with you guys, but it meant that I've not played some other great game, um, which was mm. yeah, I probably should have done. So no, I don't recommend this game. And I, I think you know mm. it comes back down to gear. I, I see Gearbox kind of defending uh, their right to release this title, and I think they should take the full blame. I don't think they should be. You know, pushing it onto other studios, blaming Sega. I think they should take it on the chin and say, "Look, you know, we concentrated on Borderlands Two, and this is the byproduct of that. You get a bad Aliens game, but enjoy Borderlands Two. <laughs> hmm. So, Full House, and uh, we have more, perhaps more well-received games to come for the remainder of Kane and Rince Volume Two. Podcasts coming up include Dishonored, Minecraft, Tomb Raider, this year's model, El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron, DMC, Devil May Cry, Deadly Premonition, Star Fox and Star Fox 64, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Fahrenheit, Super Meat Boy, L.A. Noir, Psychonauts, and Heavy Rain. You can buy Kane and Rince merchandise, including t-shirts, iPad cases, and dildonics no uh at <laughs> htt not yet http <laughs> colon slash slash canarince.spreadshirt.co.uk uh take a look at our quick rinse videos on the blog or the canarince youtube channel follow us on twitter at canarince uh, like us on facebook at uh, facebook.com slash canarince we are right near 300 likes on facebook it'd be great if we could get over that little milestone and as ever we haven't had many iTunes reviews recently. We'd like some more. And, of course, subscriptions and ratings. Just five stars. And donations. Not much. Donations are fantastic as well. Darren needs new shoes. <laughs> donations <laughs> via the merch store. No donations. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask for donations. I'm sure this will be the show that gets us all the reviews. The um, only thing you can donate is bells. Bells are allowed. Um... Tony, <laughs> check out the Cane and Rinse periodical. Uh, check out the Cane and Rinse Minecraft server. That's becoming quite busy. Uh, join the Cane and Rinse community and have your say at the Cane and Rinse forum, which can be found from a link on the front page or by going to caneandrinse.com forward slash forum. And all this and more can be found at caneandrinse.com. Just remains for me, Leon Cox, to thank Tony, Darren, Darren, and James for this uh, rather more negative than usual Cane and Rinse issue. But I think it's been fun. Uh, until next time we'll almost certainly leave you with that very famous piece of James Horner Aliens music that's been used for a million film trailers or not if Sean can't find it but until Dishonoured farewell